Hey, Black African Power. What's good? What's happening? A well-organized lie. Defeats a disorganized truth every time. Ooh-wee, man, y'all already know what it is, man. It's God killer in the house, man. And look, man, we got a powerful show today. And look, man, let's just get it cracking, man. I'm a rock squad up, Magi archers in the building, please believe. Oh shit. If you ain't Sinetta, no time for that interview, dog. I put my shit out for niggas, I don't send it to blogs. Clan kill off the Buddha, not being discreet. One puff this big pops and projectiles. Sunrun, cold game, bring your cleats. The best flow blow, Eskimo, penguin feet. Don't need no blunt to burn You run the turf with ten niggas on the block That's a punk return Ayo, dolomite prototype Soldier with the solar light Saber and he hold it like he hold a mic Golden ice pendants Sipping on that overpriced poltergeist spirits Ripping at the open mic Spoke the nice lyrics like Mama move mean overnight Golden motorbike holding on some Tron shit That nice neon kit is on it The king's libation with exotic liqueur Queen's vibration like a side of Shakur A lot of the poor imported foreign threads they ain't got at the store Nubian Kush and black top pottery jars 39% THC, the quality pure Old rappers try to spit ain't hot as before It's like I'm five flights above, busting shots at the floor Cats switch up their style when they ain't got it no more Cause they gotta keep their product in stores to feed their kids uh, see what that weed did? Your yes man agreeing on everything we said I smell the mic like it's the love of my life Don't get sliced and beat with the butt of the knife Brother polite, I say I'm animalistic Cause I still be in the hood with my hand on my pistol The Hebrews think I'm cannibalistic E5 divination, channel the mystic Audio visionary, let's play poetical visionary Picture me burning down your missionary Yeah then I send you religion That red dot on your head That's Hindu tradition Invisible, independent, intrinsic shit I'll bring it all to an end With indivisible games Charles Xavier, getting your brain Mental anguish, a manifesting physical pain Wizard remains to dance in the chemical rain Breathe slow, then I'm up out of this physical plane Got military machinery that exercise Weaponized greenery Shine out of jeopardize the scenery, son Bruh, the beam can time your distance Inclines convention, stop rising with no trend line resistance. The parabolic breakout, I'm F16 with the aeronautic fake out. The God killer, the God killer, the God killer, the God killer, it's the God killer, the God killer, that's who it is. The God killer, the God killer, it's the God killer, the God killer, the God killer, the God killer, it's the God killer, the God killer, the God killer. Black African power was good, was happening, a well-organized lie. Defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woohoo, we. Man, y'all already know what it is, man. It's God killer in the house. Check this out, man. We come to do what we got to do. What we're going to do what we got to do. We standing tall. We standing strong. Hey, I'm in Raw Squad. Up. Hey, what's good, family, man? Y'all know what it is, man. We have another powerful show. Um, 
We're going to talk about a little bit of character here, um, scholarship. What we're really saying is y'all need to bring y'all teachers. And there's a reason why we say this. Bring your teachers, right? We want to talk about that, why we feel a need, right, for certain people, certain individuals to bring their teachers, right? And, and good character and how important that is for scholarship, man. So I want to roll right into it. First of all, what's going on, Wuja? I'm a raw squad up. I'm a raw squad up. Peace to the panel. Uh, you, brother Unk, brother Simotep, and uh, definitely pre appreciate and peace to our listeners who are tuned in now and who will be watching this in the archive. Peace. Peace. Hey, hey, what's going on? I saw Hotep. I'm a raw squad up. The blood clot. <laughs> the blood <laughs> And, um, you know, uh, there's going to be a very productive uh, and enlightening discussion. And, you know, we look forward to your feedback. And, um, you know, so we're ready to get it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I wish you would have started a damn show like three, four, five minutes early because we was having an excellent discussion on, 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 on character, right? And, and what I felt like character was, you know what I'm saying? And what y'all felt like character was. And then, Wuja, you said something, don't throw the baby out the bathwater and all that. But, you know, where I'm from is, man, it is what it is. If it walk like a duck, if it quack like a duck, it's a damn duck. We don't even play all the in-betweens on that. And, I, and maybe, like you said, it's all where you might could miss something, maybe. You know, so I feel like if for the last 30 years, you've been teaching misinformation based off of the information around you, right? And if you're an intelligent person, that you could basically see that you're teaching misinformation. Also talked about, well, if you can read the glyphs, you know, damn well ain't no DNA in them damn glyphs. And I'm thinking that's bad character because you know what you're doing. Feel me? And even if it ain't bad character, you are a bad teacher for the community teaching all that. And so we're going to get right into it. Uh, you know what we were talking about, Wuja. Right. I'm saying that bad character is for you to continue to teach that bull crap regularly. At a certain point, you got to know it's bull crap. You say, what you say to that? No? What you say? Well, okay. Just to kind of rewind it back a little bit. Um, what, I, what I was saying when I say don't throw the, we sh we should never throw the baby out with the bathwater is um a baby could be dirty and when you wash a baby the water is dirty and so you so so you want to dump the water and clean the tub but you don't want to you want, don't want to dump the baby with that dirty water so that's a that's a that's a, like a, a a metaphoric analogy and so what i was saying is that bad character a person who has a belief or is convinced on something and they could be wrong as two left feet. The fact that they're wrong and and if they share that wrong information convincingly and they're convinced, that doesn't that doesn't uh equate to bad character. So so people are allowed to be wrong but really not have bad character at the same time. Now, what I also said is that there are instances of overlap where you have people who have bad character who also happen to be wrong all the time as two left feet. So I, what I was saying and stressing is that we have to separate people being wrong about something or even uh, what, what people call today pseudo versus a person and people that have bad character. Like they're, they're, they're two different things that can be encompassed in the same person. Yes. But nevertheless, they're two different things and we, and we, and we can't um, misconstrue that. That's so that's, that was my point. That's all I was saying. 
Well, I would add that, you know, there, there's a, there's a component of knowing that is key in that aspect of our discussion. And what I mean is that if you know something, but you continue to do something that is contrary to what it is that you're espousing, then to me, that is in the pool of bad character. For example, I've been in many conversations over the years with pastors, Christian pastors, who are aware of certain histories dealing with the Bible and uh, in certain, you know, standard interpretations and things based on the language. But they don't teach that to their general congregation because they feel, some have told me, that, you know, they would lose their congregation and that the congregation isn't um, ready for that type of information. And so in that vein, again, in this instance, the pastor clearly knows what the truth is, but instead they continue to teach the fairy tale. And when you do that, you're not being honest with your congregation you're not being transparent with the congregation. And then therefore that isn't for me, that is in the realm of a uh, bad character. Now, as Wujawu said, when, when somebody just genuinely doesn't know and they're teaching something, I wouldn't put that in the same category as someone with bad character. Because they're, they, they don't have that element of knowing. You have to know and do something in contrary to the reality of things and then try to teach the contrary thing that, of reality as reality. Then you are someone of bad character. So yeah. I hope I'm at least clear on that point. Yeah. So let me say this. So, and... I need to start with myself. Watch this. And, and I know bullshit when I see it. So about how many years ago was that, uh, Brother Sarge, you had your show? About eight, nine. Now. I, I started, I ended mine the same year the Amara Squad started on, uh, that had to be at minimum 10 years. Right. We go back all the way back to 2008. Okay. So watch this. Now, now you know, um, I had the, the Order of My Yacht, I had that going, I had uh, Nikki Love and Unk show going, and the Conquer by Religion mm-hmm. show going, right? And so I used to always tune into your show, right? Um, and used to have different scouts up there. So being as though I'm an intelligent person, right? And, and, and we know that elders in this community are intelligent, uh, young brothers are intelligent. We actually have some intelligent people, right? Okay, I could listen to what you were saying and knew that what I had had holes in it based off of my intellect, based off of being intelligent. I could see it, bro. Now, I could have chose to be like Saras Trubacetti and continue on them lines, bro. That dude know. 
no matter how much I did like white people or don't like them or do like them, whatever, you know what I'm saying? I had all that going for me. Right? You can go back eight, nine, ten years and hear me speak. But when I heard the truth and the way to get to it and the multiple ways of thinking, it made me say, hmm. Used to always say certain things when we say, hmm. And, and, and I'm saying it just takes a person with intelligence, right? So I am telling you that these individuals in this community, man, they're not dumb people. It's just what you said about the preacher. The more majority of people rather have the big crowds, right, than, instead of having, you know what I'm saying, a nice crowd. They'd rather give the churchy type of thing because it attracts more people, right, because they actually make livelihoods off of it. They know, and I'm saying, being as though they know, based off of that I knew, right, that there was a lot of stuff I didn't know, because I could just tell when I engaged in conversations, when I watched the videos of the real scholars, I knew that I was lacking. I could, I could see it, in my, I could just see it. It wasn't hard to see. Now, wait a minute, bro, there's, some, there's something called archaeology, right? There's something called paleontology. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm talking about any of these things, these things have to be taken into consideration. It don't take a rocket scientist. It don't take that at all. It just take you being intelligent. And I can see it clear as day. You could never convince me that Saras Stupid said he don't see the same things I've seen. We start at the same time, bro. You could never convince me that. It would have to be his character. What else could it be? He's not a dumb person. He's very intelligent, right? He can he can speak. He he has a college degree, which most people don't even know. All of this, ah man, it's their character, bro. Seriously, like I, what you're from, we had to judge that as being your character. Go ahead, Wuja. Yeah, uh, I just want to add to this too. Um, that there's a there's a degree. Right. There's a there's some there's some leeway and degree. For, so, for example, um, how many lies does a person have to tell in order to be labeled a liar? Or when a person tells specific lies at that moment, we say, OK, you're a liar for that specific lie that you told. Or can we label a person, you know, as as far as give them a, an epithet of being a liar? How many lies does it take to to do that part? To, to give somebody an, an epithet of being a liar, how many lies do they have to tell? And so and so there, there's no there's no sign. There's no uh, um, number that's definitive for that, you know, to bring that about. So so it deals with patterns and intent, which is something that Asar already mentioned, the, the mm -hmm. knowledge and the intent. So it goes back to what I was saying. A person with bad character, just because somebody knows something and and they either lie about it or um it's convinced themselves and whatnot we would have to understand that that it would take intent and and a, and a pattern that's recognizable for us to throw the label uh, the epithet on as bad character versus somebody who just does that who just does that and may not know or convinced or not so that's that's so we got to uh, put that into consideration me lies you gotta tell. I'm saying if every time I'm talking to you in a conversation you lying, I gotta call you a liar. Yeah, no doubt. But I'm saying, but yes. you, but but you, but but you couldn't put a number on it though. So so is it is it two? Is it like baseball? In three, other words, three, it's, three. Arbit it's arbitrary. 
Exactly. You it's, know, I got you. So, but you know, it, it, the the rule of thumb is three times begins, you know, uh, three reoccurring uh, uh, similar or the same events is the beginning of a pattern. <laughs> and so, you know, when, when you detect that pattern, uh, you know, engaging with somebody three or more times, then, then you can, you know, kind of safely characterize, um, someone in, 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 in a situation like that. Right. And so, you know, but, uh, you know, to kind of, you know, give some context to this discussion, you know, we, the Amara squad specifically have been accused of attacking elders. Mm -hmm. When, in fact, we challenge arguments, we critique arguments because we are researchers and that's what researchers do. That's what scholarship is about. We, we, we critique arguments and we, we chisel away at aspects of arguments that are not rooted in reality so that we can get closer and closer to the, to the atomic truth of the research question. And so when, for example, to invoke this Kemet discussion, when I was looking at the debates online and in person and in the academy concerning this, the nature of the meaning of the place named Kemet, um, I, I had to step back and say, well, where is the detailed scholarship on the question? Why is it just a comment here, a comment there when it comes to the, uh, uh, this particular subject? And so I took it upon myself, like any scholar, because scholars ask research questions that no one else has asked. And then we seek to answer those questions so that we can advance and bring new knowledge to the field. So when I ask the research question, what is the etymology and the meaning of the place named Kemet? All scholars know that there's a process of the scholastic process uh, called literature review. And so literature review is not simply reading some documents and saying that so-and-so said this or so-and-so said that. That's not literature review. Literature review is reviewing all of the known and important scholarship on a subject and then critically analyzing the arguments that each scholar makes on the subject. And so what we find is that we exist in two worlds. There's the scholastic world, and then there's the non-scholastic world. The non-scholastic world have a problem with someone critically analyzing the works of individual scholars whom they hold in great esteem. In the scholastic world, 
while we can personally hold high the name of a particular scholar, when it comes to analyzing that work, their work, I should say, all of that goes out of the window. All that matters is the quality of the argument and the quality of the evidence. And because the non-scholastic world isn't engaged in the scholastic enterprise, they don't understand and comprehend this process and why we do it. And because they are not privy to this process, they have opinions that are not in alignment with how scholarship works and how, and how and why we do it. And so for the non-scholars, it's an issue of bad character. They mislabel it bad character. And they mislabel what you're doing as attacking the, um, the individual instead of critically analyzing an argument that happened to be made by a particular individual. Two totally different things. Right. I'm and just, so hmm. what we strive to do here on the Amin Ra Squad show and all of uh, the, the affiliate organizations and programs and things is to get the lay community caught up. See, there was a time when the Independent African Academy, which a, a splinter branch became the quote-unquote conscious community, where the Independent uh, African Academy, people who weren't necessarily associated with the halls of academia, still strove to mirror the rigor and the discipline of the academy. So this is how, for example, Jean, uh, uh, John Henry Clark, who did not have a college degree, was able to teach and given an honorary doctorate later on in life, that's why we call him Dr. John Henry Clark, regarding matters of African history. Because he was training in these independent African academies and study groups and things of this nature, and they were teaching and informing him how scholarship is done. And so with him not being formally trained in the academy, he was still able to absorb the method that the professionals would use when discussing uh, history. And as a result of him mirroring the methods of the academy, he in turn became a professional. And so this is how he was able to be, cons you know, able to uh, teach on a college campus without having a college degree. Because his work and work ethic was so good, but that's because he had good teachers. Something happened in the, in the 90s where those of us who did not 
go to college or even if they did go to college, they studied something totally different where they feel that they can be on par and on the same level as scholars who are from the, uh, who are formally trained in the academy without having to learn the rules and procedures, the methods of the field in which they are studying. And this has been the problem with the conscious community. And this is what we strive to change in the conscious community. So that even if you are not formally trained, you still have access to works and people who inform you the methods and the reasoning behind why scholars do what they do in their respective fields. So that when you now, as an autodidact, are learning on your own, you still have in mind, you know, um, how to properly vet and assess those, um, those works in which you are reading. So I'll just end there without being long with it. <laughs> Uh, that's that. Let me just add. I I want to kind of underline something. Uh, basically everything that you said in a real case uh scenario. And so what I have on the screen is um something that we've read like you know twenty plus times already. Uh, it's a quote from Dr. Shekantajiap, and um and it speaks to. Uh, one instance when we are being accused of attacking elders and and a specific case is that people have accused us of attacking Dr. Sheikh Antajia. And so one of the differences, one of the things that we pointed out is that Diop is a, is an ancestor. Now he's beloved by everyone and he's revered and we and we speak highly of him. And we have other scholars uh, that are along the same lines, Dr. John Henry Clark. Uh, Dr. Ben, uh, Asia Hillard, and, and many others that I'm not that, you know, uh, that I, I haven't named. But out of out of those particular scholars, uh, Shekhan Diop stands out a little bit uniquely because he is a bona fide scientist. When you when you place him side by side with with the others, he he's the one that would kind of um, be a little different um, in standing out in terms of a scientist. And as a scientist, um, he has left these words as a charge to the younger generation who is coming up and doing scholarship. And so when he was asked uh, the question, what sort of preparations should young scholars make to undertake future studies in the field of Africology or African studies? His answer, and, and you know, we've read this many times, but I'm gonna read it again uh, for this particular show. He says, and Unc, uh, can you mute your mic, please? Um, so he's, he, he says, uh, I would like to see above all a greater number of researchers, Afro-Americans, young Americans, even whites. Why not? Because it's the young who are the least prejudiced. As a consequence, they are the most capable of making triumph ideas, which frighten the older generation. Also, I think it would be necessary to put together polyvalent scientific teams capable of doing in-depth studies for sure. And that's what's important. It bothers me when someone takes me on my word without developing 
a means of verifying what I say. We must form a scientific spirit capable of seeing even the weaknesses of our own proofs, of seeing the unfinished side of our work, and of com committing ourselves to completing it. You understand? Therefore, we should then have a work which could honestly stand criticism because what we've done would have been placed on a scientific plane. Now, that is that is a brilliant charge to leave for the younger generations coming up during scholarship. And so this is exactly what we as members of the Amara squad uh, do collectively and individually. We adhere and accept that charge that Diop has laid out that I just read. And so, as Asar Imhotep said, there are people who are not part of the academic enterprise that's interpreting what Diop said for us to do as attacking. And it's, it's the opposite. We're not attacking people or person. We are challenging arguments. And we are actually um, moving with a scientific spirit in hopes to be capable of identifying the weaknesses of our own proofs and of finishing the unfinished side of our works collectively, like Diop said. And so no one should ever take that as attacking or disrespecting our elders. That gets into the belief, i.e. or slash or quote unquote, the religious side of things where people um, create these insecurities and say, oh, you're 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 attacking or you're slandering the elder. And it appeals to the laziness or, or the or the lack of knowledge people have of the academic enterprise and and all these different um, processes. So I just wanted to add that in to fit that in so people could fully understand that Diop is one who we revere and he left us this charge. And so anybody that has a problem with that, then they have a problem with with Diop and what he left. Okay, so I'll just stay confused then. Because I say, let me tell you why I think it's character here. Right? So we got a community now, right, of uh, elders. Being one of them would have to be that. That's a, a, a young elder. Say, but. But the truth is, we're in an environment now where over 99% of our elders disagree with evolution. But that same 99% of the elders that disagree with evolution all will stand up on the soapbox and say, hey man, read this. Africa, Africa, the mother of Western civilization by Dr. Ben. They all talk about how black people is the origin of this and that, that, that. Also say, read this. Black man and now his family, Dr. Ben. Right? They all say, well, let's read this too. They all tell you to a man, you got to read this. Civilization of barbarism, right? An anthropomorphic, uh, an, an authentic anthropology. You know what anthropology is? Anthropology is the study of culture. Right? And then they'll get jiggy with you and say, yeah, you got to read this. Man, God, and civilization. John Jackson. Like this, this, this the starting kit, man. Right here, my favorite. Destruction of black civilization. From 4004 BCE to 2000 AD by Chancellor Williams, right? This is the starting point. Right? This is what I started with these works right here. 
Like this is when I started learning about evolution, no matter what y'all say. So all the elders will profess that you got to read these books. They even say you got to read them, son. Because they did me like that. You got to read these books. And so when I open up these books, right? And they do stuff like this. Watch this. We we determine right now if if they're exhibiting bad character or just don't know no better or what it is. I want y'all to help me understand it. Because the seat I'm sitting in, I'm thinking they're exhibiting bad character. Either they just didn't read the book, right? And, or didn't know what they was comprehending, but it's still bad character because you're acting like you're actually comprehending what you're reading. Because when I'm looking at you, when I'm looking at the community, people are standing up there like they know what the hell they talking about. So even, let me say this real slow, sometimes I mix my words up right. I don't think you can escape the character issue when you got a group of people telling you to read certain books and they actually hadn't read the books or understand what was in the books and they act like they understand what's in the books. I'm thinking that's got something to do with your character because if I read a book and don't understand them, say, y'all, I read the damn book. I don't kind of understand it. Like, I, man, when I'm reading a soft work, I got to take my time. I tell them, man, I don't kind of necessarily understand it. I don't stand out here and act like I know what the hell I was reading when I read it. I don't do that. I don't do that. So before I even get inside what's in the books, is that good character or bad character to promote books that you ain't even remotely read and say, this is what you got to start with, you got to do it. Is that good character or bad character, y'all? Y'all gonna beat yourself up in the end, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, so again- Well, I, you I, have I, to also keep in mind that just because someone recommends a book to read doesn't necessarily mean that the person who did the recommendation agrees with everything in the book. And so you got to give people the leeway to be able to disagree, even when consensus is, you know, uh, against their disagreement. And so, you know, again, I wouldn't put it in terms of bad character. Now, some people may disagree because they just generally don't understand. Okay. And so, um, you know, so we're, what we're trying to say here is that it's not cut and dry in every instance. Some instances is clear and in other instances is not so clear. And we have to be open-minded and flexible and reflective enough to where when we look at the situation objectively, we can, um, analyze the situation with care and and with honesty without over over blanketing the 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 person you know based upon our limited knowledge of what's actually going on in their head now some people you know like part of why this discussion started is because you know the 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 conversation of bring us your teachers and when we, when we made that statement and it's not because, you know, we have some kind of, you know, arrogance or, or whatnot is that we have a history of having conversations with certain people and they can never have a civil conversation. They're highly emotional. They don't understand basic concepts. They're, they're constantly cussing and want to fight 
just because you don't agree with them and they constantly are, are chasing you down for a debate. And after a while, it just gets old and you get tired of that. So in any normal circumstance, we would just ignore them, which we have done in many cases. But in their dialogues, they keep invoking these quote unquote master teachers who are their teachers and who are informing them behind the scenes, but aren't coming publicly in written form or at least just in a video, a conversation and, and saying what they're saying. So we're getting allegedly what they're saying through a filtered, um, commentary from these individuals who we are actually having the conversation with. And so we're saying with you that we, it's, it's clear that one, you don't get it. Two, you probably will never get it because you have comprehension issues. So, and three, since you are jumbling up what people are telling you, it is best that we have the conversation with the master teachers and not you. Exactly. Because the, the assumption is given that more than likely these individuals are more professional and went through the Academy and stuff to this nature that they know how to actually hold an intelligent and meaningful academic conversation. And so it is the conversation between professionals that the lay public benefits most from because they don't have to filter through the emotional BS from people misinterpreting things, putting words in people's mouths and all this, all this other kind of stuff where you're, you're now going back and forth on issues that are irrelevant to the nature of the subject. And so if we can have a sit down with those folks, then the community benefits more. Again, because the individuals who, certain individuals who we've had these conversations with, it's clear that they're just not at the level yet. And so that's what, you know, sparks the, the comment and the nature of this conversation. We're saying the bad character because these people just don't know, they, they don't have home training. So that's, that's what we call religion in where I'm from in my village in the South. It's called home. I come from the religion of home training, which means, for example, when one person is talking, you let them talk. Even if they're long winded, you let them talk and get all their thoughts out. And then if you have something to say, you follow that person after they've completed their thought. It's a courtesy. Because we understand the nature of conversation. You can't have a conversation with two people talking over each other and interrupting each other. And so those of us who actually present at conferences and, and, and been on, you know, uh, academic panel uh, discussions and things of this nature, this is how we conduct ourselves in the academy. So we're trying to bring this level of respect to someone, you know, to, uh, to the conversation so that that stuff that used to work on the corner 
you know, which really didn't work on the corner, you know that it doesn't work here in these types of discussions because the people watching need to be able to hear and comprehend every detail. And they can't do that when the, the conversation is highly charged and emotional. So that's why, again, we say bring your teachers. You're not there yet. You have a long way to go. And I'll end there. So I want to add to what you said that, um, you know, even people who actually graduate from high school and uh, have some college or finished college will have this um, understanding under their belt that two people can't communicate at the same time and that when you're arguing um, and debating an issue that. Uh, 90% of the, of the time or greater, you're not trying to convert or convince the person that you're arguing against. It's more so f to benefit the onlooker, the reader, the listener, or the audience. And so if two people are arguing at the same time and the arguments are not clear and arguments are being misconstrued and uh, logical fallacies are violated, we're taught that the audience loses. And so we have to avoid at all costs the violation of logical fallacies. We have to avoid um, bad character that produces uh, insecurities that produce, you know, ad hominems and, and, and all of the kind of things during a conversation and just bad communication skills altogether. We should be avoiding all of that. And people who don't seek to do that um, are usually people that don't, as you as you put it, have home training or as we or as we're calling it, have bad character. Because they, they exhibit this behavior uh, time and time again, forming a pattern and which which reduces this, um, you know, it being uh, too arbitrary and we could see the pattern. And this is how things are judged. Um, but let me just do this because we mentioned it a few times, but I want to um, I want to play this to remind everyone of of this conversation and uh, what is being said. So just listen in. Professor Clark, we will start with you. The one single point I wish to get across before we start anything, I am not here to debate with anyone. I have devoted all of my adult life to this subject. I only debate with my equals, all others I teach. Okay, so I wanted to play that um, for those who may have never heard that, but that was during a, um, a scheduled discussion slash debate between uh, Mary Lefkowitz and um, Martin Bernal. And uh, Dr. John Henry Clark was uh, teamed up with Martin Bernal, Bernal, and Mary Lefkowitz was teamed up with someone else, and I always forget uh, the other person's name. Um, but it was two, uh, two on two, and they were having that moderated discussion um, and debate. And so Dr. John Henry Clark pointed out at the very beginning, he he gave gave that disclaimer that he is not there to debate anyone. He only debates his equals, everybody else he teaches. So he set the stage that he was he was the teacher for that day. All right. And so what the essence of what he's saying is that is that if you're not competent and proficient in a subject matter, you have no you have no reason 
to attempt to debate someone who does. So you should not be fixing your mouth or your fingers or have the audacity to constantly beg, kick and scream and uh, whine and cry to debate someone, especially when you're not qualified or competent or proficient in the subject to do so. And on top of that, to do so and have bad character, it just uh, uh, makes the matters worse. So what we're declaring, what we've been saying, and you're, and you're hearing us say it more often now, is that bring your teachers because the, the public can benefit much, much more, um, uh, much better if the teachers, the more professional uh, people come on board in the discussion, the more temperate minded ones, the more professional uh, folks who understands this process, they are the ones that we're asking to get involved in a conversation if a conversation is to be had, not hot headed folks who um, have a history and a pattern of bad character, have a history and pattern of of lack of comprehension, whether it's reading or listening. And then people who misconstrue arguments and argue over things that are never said, never claimed. And it just wastes time. And for us to do this year after year after year after year with people who instead of coming as a comrade on a research question, they come as an adversary, as an opponent, as a challenge from 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 the from the first moment, from the start. They position themselves as an opponent as opposed to a comrade. We do not have time for that. That is immature. And that's what uh, children do. And so we're saying bring the mature folks, bring the professionals, bring the scholars, bring the teachers. OK, and these people who do that, they name drop all these other teachers. And so we're saying bring those teachers. And if you don't bring those teachers, then shut up. That was my message the other day. And that's what I'm making clear, period. Don't beg me to debate when you're not qualified to debate. You haven't shown even even enough um, um, aptitude to even hold a decent conversation without going off and getting all childish and in insecure. But yet you want to beg and debate, block me, talk about me, lie about stuff and then continue to beg for a debate. I don't have time for that. So so what I'm saying and I'm speaking for myself. Uh, uh, go sit somewhere, be quiet. And invite the teachers in this conversation, and it's almost like like what we do in everyday, you know, um, in uh, um, in everyday uh, life at home. When a, when a child comes, like when two adults are, t are talking, and a child comes and try to interject themselves in conversation, what do adults say? They say, "Wait a minute, this is an adult conversation. Go go back in the room and play and play um, Xbox, or or go go play. This is an adult conversation. That's what it feels like right now." You know, we want to have adult conversations. And so the children need to go over there and play. And that's where we at right now. That's where I'm at right now. Speaking for myself. And so I just want to make that clear uh, of what, you know, I'm conveying in terms of uh, this, this character, this, these, these, you know, latest shenanigans that we've been seeing. Mm. So. I just, you know, for me, I think that the foundation was laid uh, for those brothers to act the way they act. And so I could never be convinced that 
there are hidden hands all around us. What I mean is there are people, right, that are older than us, supposedly supposed to be wiser than us, behind the scenes actually feeling the fire, like cheering on people, right? And the reason I feel this way, because won't nobody step up and say, hold up, those brothers deserve to put forth scholarship, whether it's right or wrong, and, the, and they deserve to have a truly functional discussion. That's what an elder's supposed to do. See, an elder ain't supposed to just be older than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? An elder, there's respect and honor. So like when I go back to my neighborhood, there's a certain level of respect that I command. So like when we get the big gatherings and have the big cookouts, you know what I'm saying? Where everybody, we, we three, four hundred people, three, four, five hundred people in the park, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and you hold a certain status. And so when the ruckus kind of break out, you know what I'm saying, the elders will step up or the OGs will step up and say, hold on, I know him, that chip, that's, that's good. And everybody chill. But if but if I'm behind the scenes saying, hey, look, man, yeah, go ahead, and, you know what I'm saying? Then that shit always kick off. Excuse my language. It kicks off. And I'm saying it is kicked off because no elder will step up and say, hey, I might not agree with them, right? But they're not disrespecting Diops because he said that. Like Bujai, you can put the statement up a hundred times and back to that again, back to reading books again. Did they really read the book? Because it's in the book. Did they really study Diops? They all claim they did. They all claim they studied Dr. Ben. They all claim John Jackson, no matter what y'all say, they actually said out their mouth and I believed them. That's not good character, really not to study the ops and then claim the ops. That's not, that's not good. That's not a good example. That's not a good example to set. So now we see why the climate is the way it is because maybe we just didn't really have good examples. I could never within myself just sit around, man, and let mayhem run amok, right? And I got the power to say something to chill out. Like, I wouldn't let people continually say that the Amaral squad, they're disrespecting this, they're disrespecting the ops, when I know damn good well that in his works, he clearly said he, he appreciates the challenge. Not only from black people, but from white people, he appreciates the challenge. How, what type of an elder would I be to sit up and allow that to go on? If I did allow it to go on, I'm hiding my hand, and that's how I really feel. I really feel like they're disrespecting the ops. So I'll just be the bad guy. I'll be the one to say, it. man, it's deeper than that. So I'm not going to give them the full blame. Now, why are they able to continually uh, 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 sign in to certain elders' pages? Why are they continue allowed to drop certain names and nobody say nothing? Really? Nah, man. I'm from that place in the world, yo. We ain't buying it. I ain't buying that. No, well, you also, you, you also have to keep in mind that they are not scientists. And this is another aspect. So you have academics and non-academics. And then you have scientists and non-scientists. And so, matter of fact, 
Brother Wujawu, can you um, go to YouTube and look up, it should be titled, Famine on Scientific Method. Okay, just repeat and that. Feynman is spelled F E Y N M A N. So the, the the clip should be about ten minutes. And if if you find it, you know, can you play it? And and I'll tell you where to stop. We're not going to listen to the whole thing. Okay, and you said how long it is? Is it? It's ten minutes. The the actual clip. We're not going to listen to the whole clip. Because uh, I, I doubt it's even half that way before he says what is going to be relevant and important to what we're saying here. Okay, because I found two. One is a minute and three seconds, and the other one is ten minutes. Uh, it says scientific method. Go with the. Richard. I don't know what the minute one is, so go with the ten minute one All and right. just play it from the beginning. Okay, so I'm gonna play just the audio, so everybody listen up. Situation. Now I'm going to discuss how we would look for a new law. In general, we look for a new law by the following process. First, we guess it. Can you pause it? Then we come. Yeah, I could pause it. Okay, so um, we got to keep, I'm giving a little context. Uh, Feynman is or was a famous physicist and astrophysicist. And so he's teaching a class right now. If you ever to watch the video, you'll see him at the chalkboard. And it's in black and white. So this was like in the 60s or something like that. 64. And he's talking about how scientists discovers laws of nature. So when he's talking about laws, that's what he's talking about, uh, the, the physical laws of nature. Okay, you can play it again. All right. This is 1964, by the way. Well, don't laugh. Okay. It's really true. Then we compute the consequences of the guess to see what, if this is right, if this law that we guessed is right, we see what it would imply. And then there was we an important part that was missed. So can you start it over and I won't interrupt until it's time. Okay. In general, we look for a new law by the following process. First, we guess it. <laughs> then we com... Well, don't laugh. That's the really true. Then we compute the consequences of the guess to see what, if this is right, if this law that we guessed is right, we see what it would imply. And then we compare those computation results to nature, or we say compared to experiment or experience, compare it directly with observation to see if it, if it works. If it disagrees with experiment, it's wrong. In that simple statement is the key to science. It doesn't make a difference how beautiful your guess is, it doesn't make a difference how smart you are who made the guess, or what his name is, if it disagrees with experiment, it's wrong. That's all there is to it. Okay, you can stop it. It's okay, all right. So if, if you were able to hear it, he started off with the discussion about how scientists go about discovering laws of nature. He said that f the first step is we guess. And in more formal terms, we say... Uh, we formulate a hypothesis. Then we calculate or predict the results or the consequence of that hypothesis. 
Then we go about experimenting, trying to falsify the hypothesis. And if our hypothesis does not agree with our experiments, then it is wrong. He further states that it doesn't matter how beautiful the hypothesis was or how brilliant or how smart the individual was or what their name is, meaning how prestigious their name is. If the uh, hypothesis does not agree with experiment, it is wrong. So he's trying to tell you several different things here, how science is done. So this is something that we've been trying to convey for the longest. Shekhanta Diop, first and foremost, he got his PhD in anthropology, but his bachelor's and master's were in physics, in chemistry. He was a bona fide scientist. That's why he was the one to make that statement that Wujawu put up earlier, that we put up damn near every show. Because he understood as a scientist that it doesn't matter how beautiful his hypothesis is, how smart he is, or the prestige of his name. If his hypotheses do not agree with experiment, it's wrong. And the, the upcoming generation has to be able and have the freedom to be able to re-examine his claims and to find means by which to verify them. If they're unverifiable, they're wrong, and he, and he would not be opposed to it. Because unlike the non-scholars and the non-scientists, whether they're scholars or not, he was in fact a scientist and understood how science works. And so we have a community of individuals who don't understand how science works because they don't do it. They're not engaged in any scientific enterprise. So for any elder or younger person to assume that the very nature of a critique of a particular uh, argument and the process of going through the steps to, to verify the actual hypothesis is in fact disrespecting or attacking the elders is just stupid. They don't know anything about scholarship one in science two. And this is what we have to constantly fight against. People who want to project ignorance and continue to inject ignorance into the community and fight against science. And you'll, feel, you'll see that people, whether they are African-centered or not, there are many of us who are anti-science. Because science puts your beliefs on the chopping block. And they're not ready to let certain myths go. So we will attack anything that challenges our beliefs. So these people have never left their Christian and Muslim, you know, religious ideas. They just brought it with them into the so-called African-centered uh, conscious community. And so I just wanted you to, to play that to to so the people can, you know, and, and if, if it was unclear 
in terms of the audio. Remember, it's Feynman on the scientific method. And you can look it up on YouTube and listen to the whole clip. And so you will see there that scientists don't give a damn about your name. We don't give a damn about, you know, what accomplishments you've done in the past. If you put a claim out there and the evidence and experiment doesn't verify your claim, it is wrong. And so that's just something that you're just going to have to be able to live with. And if you don't like it, take up sewing. I'm done. Uh, let me. I just want to add to that because <laughs> that was excellent. That was excellent. Um, that's an excellent clip for people to uh, watch. Rocks. It's called Kick Rocks. To to uh, watch. <laughs> and so, and what 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 this says? Because what I was always told taught in um in school and in college was that in science you never personalize information, meaning that you you never allow information to become your identity. The moment that you uh, allow information to become your identity, then if others come along um, and criticize and scrutinize and examine and analyze your your information, you're going to take it as an attack and it's going to appeal to your insecurities and your um, whatever self-esteem that you have. If it's low, it's going to appeal to that and it's going to boost the ego is going to cause you to launch back. And then it takes it out of being an academic um, endeavor into something personal. And you're going to take it personal. This is what I was taught at all times. Never, ever to identify with information. Because the number one obligation that we have as scientists and researchers is to the truth. And the truth becomes breadcrumbs. You follow the evidence wherever it goes. And so you have to, so you have to cultivate good enough character, personal character, with yourself and acknowledge your strengths and weaknesses and you have to be okay with your weaknesses and okay with your strengths and be honest with yourself because by only doing that or or by doing that that's the only way that you can actually grow and mature is because when you accept your weaknesses as as they are then you know what to work on and you'll know what to lean on in terms of somebody else who may be strong in the area that you're weak in and vice versa. So setting setting up a team of people, a team of researchers, that team by default must have good enough character that have gone through that personal analyzation process. Because as a team, I may be strong in one area, but my teammate may be weak in that same area. They can lean on me and vice versa. And as a team, we could get a lot more done than having this narcissistic solo uh, attitude where I'm insecure and I think the world is against me. And so that's what we have to start to remove or or, um, or do away with in our virtual communities, the social communities and on social media. We have to do away with that. And so that's all I wanted to um, to add to that. Thank you there. I think he's muted. But so so, yeah, that's a very good clip. And and that clip coincides with what we constantly quote oh, you could, from. You um, oh, no. Oh, go ahead. They're going like the damn thunder and lightning hit the day going to knock the Internet out for a minute. Oh, yeah. It's storming out here. Yeah. So that's the, that's the power. 
<laughs> so I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to finish hearing that clip, but I, I kind of pretty much based off what you on the saw said that, that, that you know, with science is not personal; it's just business. So that's why you know I, I take my stance on where I'm at, and I think we can clear everything up from this point going forward. That uh, the, the the next group of scholars and elders, man, we just make sure we carry this a, a certain way. And I think we've laid out a pretty good precedence on uh, what it is you're supposed to do. And so I'm gonna let the dudes know in the chat room. I see you. I see you. Talk, 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 talk. Right. Mm-hmm. And I ain't gonna make you famous. So you know, it's it's clear, right, that things are changing up. And you just can't get away with saying anything these days because everybody is pretty much on it now. Uh, right now, in this climate, um, we want to know what you're talking about. You, you, you're not going unscathed. I'm saying you're not going to be able to just make a YouTube video and that's what it is. I mean, the levels have been raised. Uh, I think I heard a saw say this the other day. He was basically saying that. Uh, you know, we was asking for sources, right? But then asking for sources, that's just the first part. Because now after you get the sources, all right, so 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 I think I think the uh the thunder and lightning god has uh <laughs> came mm-hmm. back, back in the picture. Uh so I guess Uncle's going um uh, come again, but uh, just to kind of keep the flow of the conversation, it, it, there's something else that um, I wanted to kind of bring bring up as well is is this notion that the Amara squad or or as a whole or certain members of the Amara squad, you know, we we think we know it all, or or you know things of that nature. We 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 think we know it all. And we're bougie or we're condescending. We look down upon uh, people who who uh, grew up in the hood uh, because we must be from some affluent neighborhoods and and, you know, some palaces and castles or something like that. So so I don't I don't know if you want to kind of touch on that uh, a bit, but I want to bring that up um, and I, I don't want to leave that untouched uh, before we go. Yeah, man, you got some some silly folks uh, uh, making up arguments and putting words in our mouths talking about we uh, down or look down at people from the hood. Just the dumbest stuff I ever heard in my life. Um, especially if I'm from the hood. I'm from the housing projects. And, you know, anybody who knows where I'm from knows this for a fact. You have receipts. Hold up, one, one, oh, hold up, hold up, hold You you are breaking up, so I'm not sure if you can um, do something about that real quick. Uh, I don't know why, um, I'm, and I'm not on my headphones today. Okay, you're, you're good. The, you're, the phone is on a mount, so I'm not moving it. Okay, so you you're good now. That maybe that was me. I apologize. Go ahead. Yeah, the the thunder and lightning gods is messing with your uh, <laughs> connection, but um. It's far from the case, you know, and, and currently right now I live in West Philly. And so when you hear on the Fresh Prince in West Philadelphia, born and raised and all that, that stuff's a reality. West Philly is a hood. 
you know, it's slowly starting this gentrification process, though. But that's another conversation of this stuff. But the 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 that's what we call a red herring. And so when somebody can't defeat your arguments based on evidence and logic, they try to find something else to attack you with and then try to make that the central or the focus of the the argument and the disagreement. And so from individuals who don't know you, who like to put words in your mouth and things of this nature and misconstruing words. Now, what I said and to be clear for anybody who was watching uh, for when he was watching um, the Sonnetter, uh conversation that I was having on Tuesday. Um, or no, was it Monday? I think it was. No, it was Tuesday. Uh, I said, dealing with this issue of character, that you have certain individuals who did not either go through learning through an informal institution or who went to the university and, and studied formally. These individuals came directly off of the streets or from in jail and decided to change their life and came across some information that they found valuable. However, you know, part of the, the academic process is the, the development and growth of one's character, perspective, and outlook on life. This is one of the benefits of a young person going directly into college. You know, because in college, you're now in an environment where you meet all different types of people who come from various different backgrounds, who have various different who belong to various different socioeconomic tiers. And everyone is coming together to learn something to improve their lives later on in life. And so this is a ripe environment for one to be, to learn how to listen to different perspectives and to make intelligent arguments without reducing them to ad hominem attacks and things. This is the stuff you formally learn when you go to college and begin your scholastic career. There are those of us who did not go through that process. And so they just, you know, for whatever reasons, something didn't work out in the streets. Gang banging was getting old, selling drugs, they didn't been to jail, whatever. And so in the streets, in order to survive in the streets, you have to project a tough persona so that people won't mess with you. And of course you have to have some kind of fighting skills to, uh, to back that up. Right. And so in jail and on the streets, quickly being able to fight and, and, and be rowdy is beneficial to you when you're trying to survive. However, when you're doing scholarship, none of that works because you can't gang bang on paper. You look real silly talking about I'm a cripple or a blood, respect me, turn, you know, visit so-and-so's book page 419. 
It just looks stupid and silly. You can't you can't gangbang on paper. And so what people want to do is to bring their their street attitudes and quick defensiveness to matters of scholarship and not deal with the subject and disagreements in scholastic and professional ways. And so this is what I'm talking about. It's not downing people in the hood because everybody from the hood don't act like that. I'm from the hood. I know doctors from my, my housing projects. People who are now PhDs, people who are principals of, of high schools and middle schools, all from my neighborhood. And just the hood in general. People are now firemen. People who have, you know, joined the SEAL teams in the military and things of this nature. People who own businesses. Not everybody in the hood operates with a thug's mentality. But thugs seem to think that they should operate their entire life from that point on as a thug. And they try to bring thuggery into scholarship. And so... It is those individuals who try to bring their thuggery into scholarship that everyone is complaining about. Because we can't get, we can't move forward. We can't get to some good information because certain people can't handle someone challenging their work. And they've never been in an environment where they had to get their, their thoughts challenged. And so when somebody challenges something of you in the streets, your first resort is to start fighting. That's not how it's done here in scholarship. And this is the problem here. And so, again, people with comprehension issues, and you have them in the hood as well as in the suburbs. This has nothing to do with your environment. This just has everything to with your limitations, your cognitive li uh, limitations. Some people just don't understand basic conversation. And so they can't hear things. And so um, they have to make up uh, arguments and lie on people. And this is what, in part, what we're addressing as well tonight. And so if they don't get this as clear as day as I'm speaking, oh, well, life moves on. Bake a cookie. I'm done. Yeah, I, I wanted to make sure that's clear and um, and that was brought up because, you know, we're being charged with things. So 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 to go back one, we're being charged or we have been charged with attacking elders and disrespecting elders. And when challenged to produce or cite us or play a video clip or audio clip of us, um, you know, disrespecting elders or whatever. All of a sudden, all we all we get is uh, uh, sound bites of crickets, and it'll it'll be just on the strength of us actually dealing with a topic that either we disagree with an elder on, or the elder may not have even done any work, and we're advancing the work, and it's being perceived as an attack. And so, those people who don't are not familiar with that uh, process that we described earlier, and then on the other hand, we're being charged of being looking down on people or condescending and things like that. So what I want to clarify is that when we say 
bring your teachers. We're not saying uh, I want to fight your teachers or we're not saying I want to smash your teachers or we want to smash your teachers and things like that. What we're saying is simply bring a more mature person to the conversation, bring a more professional person to the conversation, bring a person to the conversation that has the aptitude and can comprehend what they read and what they hear. Unlike what we've been dealing with for years now on social media, where people do not comprehend what they read, do not comprehend what they hear, and they misconstrue arguments, they waste time arguing against a misconstrued argument, and then they uh, are insecure, they block you, they talk about you, they lie, and all this other kind of stuff, name calling and, and, and the whole nine. So at some point, you got to say enough is enough. Okay, you know, I had fun. You know, I can only entertain children, but so much. Now I want to talk to the adults. And so that's the spirit behind bring your teachers. It, it, it means just bring your teachers to the conversation. And on top of that, to make it also clear that if a person were, were to bring their teachers to the conversation, what that means, what's implied in there, and I'm making it explicit now, the teacher would obviously have to also be caught up on the conversation. You can't just bring a teacher to a conversation that they still have no knowledge of. No matter no matter how professional you are, you, you could be the most professional person in the world. If you're just unaware of a conversation and you're unaware of the arguments, you're still going to be no good. So what's implied in there is that if teachers come to the conversation, which is what we want or asking for, then those teachers will have to take the time out to study and learn what the arguments are, what they're not, and then chime in on the conversation. And so I just want to make all of that clear because what's going to happen is people are going to uh, make up something based on their um, lack of understanding and then it's going to grow legs. So we're making it clear you're hearing from the horse's mouth uh, at this point. So if you hear otherwise, just tell those folks, stop lying. If anybody says that, you know, we're condescending on, on people from the hood, you, you just tell them, stop lying. I'm not hearing it. Um, all these other kind of things. We're attacking elders. Tell them to stop lying. All right. Period. And keep it moving. Let's keep let's keep the conversation where it's supposed to be. All right. Because we can all benefit much better if we have more mature and uh, professional conversations uh, on any topic on on any of these topics. You know, it, it could be anything uh, right now. You know, the, the latest hot topic has been um, the meaning and etymology of the place named Kemet. But this goes for anything, whether it's evolution, whether it's it's whatever. You know, so we got to keep it that way. So that's that's I don't know if um came back. Hold on, I want to address something real quick. This was a comment made in or a question asked in the in the chat room. Okay, and it has to deal with someone asked the question: Is it is it thuggery? Going back to my commentary, or is it personality? Now, there's a difference between someone having a a you know, a, uh, a lively personality versus somebody trying to be a thug. So, you know, Dr. Ben is one who had a lively personality, you know, and he, he could throw shade and, and uh, but he was still professional in what he did. You know, he wasn't calling people out of their names and stuff like this. If I disagree with you in the conversation, 
and I provide information that goes contrary to what you've been presenting, and then you call me a, a excuse my bookerish, a bitch ass nigga, fuck you, da 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 da. That's not personality. That's somebody want to be hard. And, you know, it's like we keep saying children, but we're not saying children arbitrarily. Do you know why babies cry when they're hungry, when they're tired, when they want something? Because they don't have the mechanisms, they don't have the thought process yet or the language to clearly articulate what they mean and what their wants and needs are. So when they are in need of something and they don't have it, they throw tantrums because they don't know how else to communicate. All they know is that I will get the attention I want if I behave this way. And that's how these children who are attempting to be scholars act. And so these are children who, who can actually speak, of course, but they can't hold an intelligent conversation because they're trying to curse you out every two words. And so this is what I mean by people trying to be thugs in scholarship and, and, and not have civil conversations. So it's those types of individuals that you can't have an intelligent conversation with without, you know, damn near coming to blows. Well, since you have proven to be a child at this point, bring us your mature and professional teachers who are allegedly making these comments on the back end and the slide, and you're repeating them, but they won't come forward and have the conversations with us directly. Those are the ones we're speaking about. We're not just talking about any elders. We're talking about individuals who are allegedly making commentary about the conversation and the 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 immature non-articulate folks are the ones trying to repeat back what they're saying but the individuals originating the commentary won't come forward and and have the conversation those are the ones that we're talking about and see, what y'all don't understand is there are plenty of folks who have listened to our arguments, who have read our arguments, who are professional Egyptologists, uh, linguists, uh, historians who all agree with our work. But because of the bad character and the nature of these wannabe scholars in the conscious community, they will not get involved into the conversation because they don't want to deal with the immaturity. And so, you know, the Amaral squad is built a little differently. You know, we all came up in the developments of social media, so we know how to navigate this. But, you know, a lot of these are, you know, old school folks, and they ain't about the drama. And they know that we can handle ourselves. Mm -hmm. But so I just wanted to bring some clarity, uh, to that question that was brought up in the um in the uh uh the the chat room my bad brother Unk? yeah <clears throat> by here my dang gonna end that gonna come back on that's crazy as hell mm-hmm what was that question in the chat room i saw what was it, it was someone had asked 
you know, is it when, when I was making the comment that, you know, there are some people who live their life on the streets and try to bring the street mentality into scholarship. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was asking, well, is it thuggery or is it just personality like a lively personality? And I was explaining the difference between someone who just has a lively personality and then somebody who is bringing the street mentality, meaning that they have a fight at every single disagreement because they take the disagreement personal. That's how people on the streets act. Mm-hmm. You know, any kind of opposition to them is seen as an attack on them personally. And so you have to fight. That's all streets. But what I'm saying is that that doesn't, that doesn't fly in scholarship. You have to act different. Because, you know, you look silly trying to be a thug on paper. And that's assuming that you're actually writing and doing scholarship. But because nowadays the technology has allowed anybody with a camera phone to make a video and call themselves a scholar, now that you know, say they want to, instead of trying to do it on paper, like what real scholars do, they want to try to have debates and hash everything out on YouTube as if any scholastic debate has ever been settled by a YouTube debate. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it's settled in academia and it's settled in science, really. And <clears throat> so I think before I got cut off, um, yeah, we call that thuggership around here. You try to thug your way in. Where you mention your, your affiliation to certain things, that's not going to help you around here. And and not to mention, no, no, nobody's actually scared of that. And the truth is, it's about, you know, intellectual gunfighting, meaning present your argument, pre- present your sources and references, and, and let it fall where it fall. And then that's part of the learning experience. I mean, th- th- that's my real development and growth start. When I when I actually could present an argument that somebody could beat it back, you know what I'm saying, where, where I was told, well, you need to read certain books. Uh, you know, I was told this all the time by the brothers. Okay, well, you know, because I, you know, I, I deal with the classics, but the classics ain't enough. And I mentioned the classics early. That's just not enough. That is your starting point right there. That is all our starting point. So um, I talked about how people made a claim about the Masi in Africa being homosexual, uh, like like dealing with uh, having sex with little boys. And this happened during a certain time period uh, when the king was going through something like that. And so what you do is you, you, you can literally put that in Google, Google Books, and you can actually trace the claim, right? And you keep, and, and you'll see people sourcing, you'll start to find people sourcing the same thing over and over again. And you can actually find the person that actually first made that claim. And then you get to that person to figure out, well, what, what type of contact did he actually have with the Masi? Where, where is his writings at? What did he do, right? And after you look into all that, you realize that that was a, a, a lone person who didn't actually stay with the tribe Right. And they had heard that's basically what, what was going on. So they didn't really do the real anthropological study on it. And so you could really just, you know, it's called chasing the claims then. And I talked about how you start off with a source and that's just any part of it. Then you got to vet and critique the sources. And so, you know, I don't think people can aren't even willing to go that far because the first thing you got to do is a literature review. 
right? And so you review all available information. Like right now, what I'm doing is <clears throat> I'm listening to a lot of podcasts on anti-vaccinations. Uh, and I felt like this is important to listen to and read and digest all the information that's, that's against vaccines, right? I think this is important because it helps you uh, know what the arguments are. It gives you a chance to see the other people's side of it. And where we have the advantage of right now, Asanam already know the other side of it. And this is the point that I think everybody is actually missing. That literature review, right? Reviewing the other side and what the other people said. So it came as a surprise to those who claim to be avid DI followers when, when Asanam was able to show you the actual dictionary reference that Diaz actually used. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Right. Because that comes from looking at the other side. I learned early on with dealing with Asan M, Wu Johnson, J and M. God damn it, you better look at the other side of it. Okay, you you don't don't just think, well, okay, evolution is this because of this. What what about the arguments against evolution? No. Okay, so what about the arguments against uh, such and such? What about that aspect of it? So this side has actually done that to the surprise of a lot of people. The problem is the other side hasn't looked at what's on this side. First of all, what's on this side in that particular subject is, is groundbreaking. Second point is, I call it the racism, white supremacy in your mind because you can't even fathom that an individual or a group of individuals are able to be at the forefront of something dealing with black people. See, y'all talk it, but y'all can't feel it and y'all can't see it. And when y'all see it, y'all automatically attack it because that's the racist white supremacy mind you got. Let me slow it down for you. What I'm saying is, is that the fact that the brother has actually put forth an original idea because that's what we do in academia. We put together original concepts, right? And we study them, right? You can't handle the fact that there's an original concept going out there on what the place thing really means. And it ain't a white boy. And it ain't in the white boy dictionary. It's not there. It's not in the German dictionary. It's not in the Walter Bush. No, you got to find it amongst Wujian them. That's where you find that at. And, 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 and y'all hate that part of it. That's the part y'all hate. And that's the part that y'all really can't stand. And I'm starting to think that, man, you know what, man? The elders don't like that neither. So I'm going to call it what they call it where I'm from. Man, stop hating. Don't hate, just participate. Love the fact that we standing on your shoulders. Love the fact that we on your side. Love the fact that we love Diop just as much as you do. Love that. But we love Diop so much, right, that we want to further the research. We love Ivan so much that we want to further research and look back and say, well, based off of what we got now, based off of modern DNA, based off of the development of the skin map, based off of these scientific sources, we realize that a lot of what Ivan and them wrote back in the day was wrong. Dr. Ben was on that too. There's a video out there floating around where he talks about the Native Americans being African and all that. Yeah, that's Dr. Ben. I love him. 
But on that point, he wrong his two left feet. So he got that from um, from from um, Ivan Van Sertum, and you would also hear him say, you know, he agreed, but he would also say that I'm not the expert. You would have to talk to Van Sertum. So he even recognized his limitation that he's just in general agreement, but for those details to to argue, you have to talk to Van Sertum. So he, he had that level of integrity that he knew his limitations. Go ahead. Well, let me. No, oh. I, I, can I say I want to I want to interject real quick because this is something Asar addressed a second ago. I think while you were gone, Unc, is that you have people in our community that for some reason they will misconstrue what you actually say, and they will create their own argument and put and put the argument together something that you didn't say, and then argue or question about what they made up. And so, for example, um, someone asked in the chat, how is it that you are top-notch scholars when you haven't debated on a national level? Now, no one at no time in this broadcast or whatever has made the claim that we are top-notch scholars. <laughs> and so this is what, what is, is meant when we call it red herring. Asar described it earlier. And so I implore people, please, please, to study logical fallacies, the informal logical fallacies. You can Google it, study it, and try your best to avoid committing the violations of those logical fallacies. Actually listen to what people say, try to comprehend what people say, and don't start off at, at, the, at the start of a, of a conversation as an adversary or as an opponent. Try to sync your mind with the person. Can y'all still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Try to sync your mind with the person to understand what they're saying first before opening your mouth or moving your fingers. And so we have to have this understanding because a lot of time is wasted to straighten out people's misconstruing of these of these statements that, that are never made or whatever the case is. All right. Because if we spend our time addressing red herrings and logical fallacies, no work will no real work will be uh, done. So I'm sorry. I just wanted to point that out because that was a comment um, that I just now saw in the in the chat. And I wanted to I want to uh, nip it in the bud now because those are the kind of things that grow legs and they happen consistently um, in the community. So, yeah, like I, I can only attribute that to just just hating. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's a top spot and y'all might take it with that. Like, how dare you be able to do some research we ain't never heard of? How dare you be able to do that? Man, that's racism, white supremacy, man, where they, where they felt like uh, black people or the African man couldn't, African man and woman weren't equal, weren't, on, uh, you know, weren't on par. That's called scientific racism, man. Y'all literally practicing scientific racism. Cause that's what they talked about until Charles Darwin, the Albert Churchwood came through. Albert Churchwood, the Victorian scientist. You know, Charles Darwin, you know, he, he he's one of the first ones to say, well, you know, based off of uh, uh, extinct, extinct ancestors, you know what I'm saying? I bet you the continent of Africa is where humanity started at. He pointed people, they pointed people in that direction. You know what I'm saying? That's just hate though. Y'all just hating on that. Like, like groundbreaking. I mean, but, but ain't that what we here to do? We never was here to keep reading. Watch this. Man, God, and civilization. 
by John G. Jackson. Civilization of Barbarism and Authentic Anthropology, Chigat Diaz. Black man in the Nile and his family. Africa, the mother of Western civilization. Destruction of black civilization. Okay, we read it. Golden Age of the Moors. By the way, it never was an age called that. That's just the title of the book. I just thought y'all need to know that. Because <laughs> that's where the Arabs reached their one and only golden age in science. And you can like it or you don't. That's what it is. I mean, we wasn't supposed to just keep reading those. We were supposed to challenge that, right? Pick out, look at look at the scholarship, see if it's accurate, so we can get an accurate account. This is really what the conscious community was really for. At least, which I thought it was for, to, to be able to give an accurate account of African peoples as they traverse around the world. Who they are, what they are, who, what, when, where, and why. That's what I thought the conscious community was developed for, because... Whether you like it or not, they're not going to take the time in the public school system, in the private school system. They're not going to take the time because we do live in America and, and, and American history prevails. They're not going to take the time to give you an in-depth look on Chinese history, African history, uh, Australian history. You would have to go to college the next level to get that, whether y'all like it or not. Then you can start getting to those particular studies. But most of us don't even make it to college. Some of us ain't even finished high school, right? So you're not, you wasn't getting that. You're not, whether you like it or not, no, they're not going to give you an in-depth study of Africa in high school. You lost your mind. If you even thought that's what they was going to do. So they never was going to do that. So, so the conscious community was basically for those who maybe, you know, didn't go to college, maybe, right? Or went to college and wasn't aware of those resources about African people, because really all the information is in the book. I, I mean, in, in the library. It ain't that they hiding it from us. It's in a secret vault called the library, y'all. So the <laughs> community make you aware of those real resources, supposedly, right? And give you an accurate account and depiction of your history. Somewhere the shit went wrong. And I am telling you, man, it went wrong when the people that was following those who wrote these great books here, the Chancellor Williams, the Dr. Benz, the uh, the Diops, and the John Jacksons, when they actually stopped writing themselves, I'm gonna say it again, the people that was actually following these brothers actually wasn't really putting out any real works to be critiqued. It really wasn't, yo. And they actually didn't, I say they couldn't, they didn't understand, and they probably didn't read the books that they were spoken to us. Assal uh, will say, nah, they just didn't agree with it, right? And I, and I found it, I find it completely bananas for you to be a student of Dr. Ben, Shigandy Diaz, John D. Jackson, and turn around and tell me evolution ain't real. I'm just thinking you ain't thinking Or your level of understanding just wasn't there. I don't I don't know. I know you got a good excuse for them, Wuja. I know and in, in the saw. But I'm just saying you just doing that shit because you want to be the best in your mind anyway. That's what you want to be. But the point I'm trying to make here is that y'all just can't handle the fact that some brothers and sisters is really fighting to be on the forefront to bring y'all information y'all wasn't even thinking about. Like, 
who is really thinking about Africans not necessarily believing in God the way we thought they was? Who was really thinking about that? We all took it for granted that that, that all African people believe in God. Like we really thought that. Like like you know like Africans don't have a you know like we all think the same as African people in ancient times. Like that's crazy. The same way you got people who don't believe now. People didn't believe back then. Like that's I mean that's common sense, right? Y'all wasn't thinking about that. Wasn't nobody thinking about a real what's a real black atheism? What the hell? You made that up, yeah. Pushing the needle. Pushing it forward. Who talk about Dr. Ben being an atheist, a non-believer? John Cock being a non-believer atheist. Who? John Jackson. No one, guess what? They all ducked that point when they brought it to us. They never said it. But if you listen to the DVDs of John Jackson, you'll be like, yo, I don't believe in God. You listen to document, yo, I don't believe in God. Like they said it, and they all act like they didn't hear it. And so for some reason, not believing in God and biological human evolution go hand in hand. So we're going to alleviate them too because we are an African people and all African people believe the same way. I don't know. Maybe I just went off in the tangent. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you did just go off hold on up. a tangent. Uh, Dr. My, I, hold up, yeah. hold up, Dr. My, uh, let me let me interrupt you real quick. I have to uh, uh-huh. let me let me formally introduce you first before you start speaking. You know what I'm saying? We got to we got to introduce the, the the sister uh uh properly so uh uh i want to welcome uh our good sister dr oya maat to the panel and i know she has a lot to say um and there you go so i want to make sure you know we introduce and acknowledge your presence uh, <laughs> but go ahead go so, well brother Ujawa, i appreciate that introduction um i wanted to say well before i even comment on the discussion Brother Ong, you can never call Wujaru Iron Lungs again. Because I came in, <laughs> I've been on for the last 10 minutes, and I was waiting my chance to speak. And I said, I'll finish when Ong finished. You know, I was, I'll, I'll utter my thoughts when, when Ong finishes, you know, his statements. And you were gone, boy. So Yeah, I'm trying to catch up because I, I got knocked off the feet. I was just trying to catch back up. You're trying to catch back up. Lungs. Oh yeah, but um, I've been listening to the discussion, and um, I'm I'm thoroughly, you know, enjoying the discussion about you know character and and scholarship, and um, it was something that um, Asar said earlier, which prompted me to call in, and he was talking about how no no actually Ank I think it was you, you were saying that in the world of scholarship in the world of academia, you said you know you bring your intelligence you know, to the gunfight. You said it's like an intelligent, you know, an intelligent shoot off or something to that effect. I can't, you know, I'm paraphrasing what you were saying. Intellectual gunfight. Yeah, intellectual gunfight. And we always call it in, in um, at Morgan, intellectually sparring with people. Um, and that's what you do. And I agree with Brother Asaw that you can thug your way through that process. Um, so for example, um, in 2013, when I went before my um, dissertation committee members, to defend my research, you know, I couldn't say, well, you know, I'm I'm Deanna Bailey from over Old York and Cato from Woodlawn. I had to go in there, you know, prepared, <laughs> you know, prepared to to spar. I had to put, I had to intellectually spar, you know, with with committee members who were um, trying to pick my argument apart, you know, and I had to defend my research. Um, and so, and so, I agree with Brother Wujaru um, and, and all of the brothers on the panel that you have to have a certain type. You have to have a, a certain character 
to go through that process. So when I went through that process, I had to learn how to accept constructive criticism. I couldn't get mad, you know, when they when they looked at, you know, my literature review and said, hey, these sources aren't good enough. You know, you should be looking here or, you know, um, here's an error in your research methodology. Um, or we don't like your experimental results section. You got to rerun your experiments and, and try it this way. So I had to be patient. I had to be humble. I had to accept uh, constructive criticism um, from the members, you know, in order to get through that process. And so, you know, while I'm standing back and I'm looking at the behavior of people in this community, they would have never made it in the world of academics or in the world of scholarships. Because like you said earlier, you can't thug your way through it. You know, you have to prove yourself. And the way you prove yourself is by uh, defending, being able to adequately de defend, you know, your ideas, your research, your, you know, your, um, your experimental results and things of that nature. So I agree 100% with everything that the brothers uh, said tonight. Um, character and scholarship, they do go hand in hand. And um, you have to be of, of, of a certain type of character, of good character, if you want to elevate in this game of scholarship, in the world of scholarship. So that's all I wanted to add to the conversation, brother. You know, it's 1018, it's past my bedtime. So I wanted to chime on in and just say peace and love to you brothers and peace and love to everyone in the chat room. All right, peace. Uh, hey. ho hopefully you stick around. Let me hey. Let me say. Hold on, hold on. Hey, man, make sure y'all uh, uh, support Mail Track, man. Add Edimate Productions, man. That's, you know, we got to pay the bills around here. I know y'all think that the heavens going to open up and money going to fall from the sky, but that's not how this work around here, man. Mm -hmm. uh, the sister has I don't know. You just, Dr. Mod, you just making cartoons to make money. <laughs> no. <laughs> That yeah. you know, we we're accused of writing, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on books, reading, researching, hours of typing and editing and printing and all of this other kind of stuff because we're trying to make a buck. No, from the, the 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 community. That's that's the claim from from some of these folks again who aren't in involved and don't know what scholarship is. Yeah, they. they but they, you know, I they, just I just. You know, want to make sure that everyone knew that you you go through all that animation and research, and and all that money. just to, to, to get to over on the black community. Oh wow, <laughs> that's crazy, <laughs> brother. So, no, it's it's not. You know, we were trying to. If I was trying to hustle, it'd be a different hustle. Trust me, it, <laughs> it wouldn't be that hustle. Exactly. <laughs> that's what that's what people don't understand. Oh, we're 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 accused of being book hustlers. And if they apply that to you, they will say you are you are cartoon hustlers, a cartoon hustler. <laughs> book hustlers, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got book hustlers, shoe hustlers, and right. cartoon hustlers. Cartoon hustlers. Well, I remember when I used hustlers. to hustle something else. So I right. think I'm doing pretty goddamn. <laughs> Tell them all. All right, while y'all talking. Exactly. Look, um, likewise. So I think I'm doing pretty okay. Right. Hey, so <laughs> let me let me alone. let me hustle my shoes. So let me let. But, but hold on, if if if. If you were going to to book hustle, it would be erroneous on our end to try to hustle scholastic books. Yeah, right. knowing right. that the money is in all the chat. We finally done uh, been selling porn. Had an Amara Squad porn site. <laughs> that would bring in the money. If we was really trying to. If we was really about the money, we'd have did a World Star Conscious Community World Star. 
uh, something. Journal. But, you we, know, yeah, he's going to get rich off of, off, of, off of a discussion on the meaning of the name Kimmich. Made some pseudo books. How about that? We could have really, you know what, yo? We could put together a pseudo book that would blow y'all damn mind. Listen. Oh, man, with the meta nature, the le- pseudo y'all to death, the chakra crystallizing. We could really. We could we could do that we could do that in 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 a night and 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 pick something that's gonna make money. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Like like you said, that doesn't even make sense. Why why would we why would we be acu- accused of being book hustlers mm-hmm. when when we're trying to bring about a topic that is complex to the point where so many people to this very day don't even understand it. Like that that doesn't even make sense. And that's and that goes back. So let let me do this real quick because we. You know, because we're 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 going on extended time, which is cool and fine. But let me summarize. Uh, let me just go back and give a quick summary of what we've been saying. So quick far. question before you do that, Ujai. you gonna put that link in there? What link and where? The link in the chat room. Let them come in and ask some questions. Uh, they could ask their That's questions on the on the on the on the thing. But I I see if I could I could do that. But let me just summarize because because nobody gonna sit here and watch a four hour video. So let me let me just at least summarize and then we can go on extended, right? So. So tonight's discussion was entitled bring your teachers and then character and scholarship. And so and so tonight we explain what we mean by bring your teachers. You know, it's, it's not about fighting. It's not about bring your teachers so I can smash them out or whatever the case is. It is a request. And, and also, let me make this clear. We're not begging to debate anybody's teachers either. What we're saying is that those people who got so much to say and all this lip and all this mouth, you're not at the level, you're not competent enough or knowledgeable enough to debate or demand and beg debates of myself and the brother Asar and Sanjetti on, on this particular topic. And then when it comes to other topics, you know, we could get uh, address those as well. But what we're asking is that bring the more mature professionals into the discussion if there is going to be such a discussion or and or debate that's what we're saying so we're not begging to debate anybody's teachers we're doing the work regardless okay and we have a future publication that will be coming out to address this specific question so again we're not begging to debate anybody's teachers but but because people are name dropping huh hold on they're they're requesting that we hold off the book on kemet and 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 rush and do the chakra book, the Amara Squad chakra. Oh, book. Okay, we got you. We got that. I bet you we sell ten thousand copies. Yo. I think yeah. you have different yeah. names. So you'll change our names. So we'll okay, so so we so we address the the bring your teachers issue, right? And then we also address um, bad character. You know, uh, it's it's the side effect of bad character that that's been prevalent recently. You know, with all the pettiness and shenanigans that's been going on. Um, and, you know, we defined it uh, somewhat tonight. You know, people uh, have an intent. Oh, I'm hearing echo. And so so we, we, we speaking about that. And, and one of the things that we said about good character or cultivating good character, one of the things that you can uh, see in someone who is who is cultivating good character, who is who's going through this maturation process with that is that they're honest with themselves they 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 are aware of their own strengths and weaknesses and so where they're weak at they try to improve where they're strong at they um other people can lean on them in their strengths and you have to be honest to know this to be able to proceed forward and interact and engage 
other people, other researchers and other scholars. And so you have to have the ability to articulate your arguments and not be immature as uh, the example Asar gave with a child, a baby. A baby cries because they can't articulate themselves. So for attention or for whatever, whatever they want, they, they do whatever they can. And so the immaturity in, in, in folks is producing that same result here and now where people are um, unable to articulate themselves, unable to comprehend uh, issues, and they're just lashing out instead of being able to be professional, mature, and, and articulate much better. So this is why we demand and, and ask that if a conversation is going to ha happen, it be with the master teachers, uh, whoever you deem as a master teacher, and so on and so forth. So I just want to kind of uh, let everyone know. Now, we could get into specifics and show, uh, show a lot of examples, like specific examples of bad character. We could show examples of the opposite, of how scholars should interact with one another, and so on and so forth, but that'll take time. And you know, we just wanted to have this uh, discussion. So anyway, I guess we're going, we're going I, into the I wanna, time. Yeah. Can I, can I give this one example though? Yeah, yeah, This is yeah, brief. Yeah. So, you know, what, what people got to understand is that we, we interact with um, various scholars from around the world. And what people don't understand about, at least with my work, especially when it comes to my books, is that I send my chapters to certain scholars. I, at minimum, I have three scholars read each chapter that are, that are specialists in their field. And they will respond with criticisms of my chapter. And, you know, I could take their criticisms or I can't, you know, but the point is the stuff is always peer reviewed before I publish it. Now, there was this one instance some years back um, what year was this? 2013. I was in Philly at the Shek Diop conference. And there was an Asian lady, I forgot her name, who was presenting. And in the middle of her conversation, her lecture, she had mentioned the word Nike in the Greek language. And um, she gave the definition of the, um, the word. And then, you know, me being familiar with the ancient Egyptian language, I'm like, that's an ancient Egyptian word. And sitting right next to me when I said that was Dr. Malefe Kitiasanti, you know, the, the creator of the theory of Afrocentricity and a number of, and the author of like 80 books or so, um, who also created the Shekhanta Diop conferences and they've been going on for uh, over 30 years now. So, he he turns to me and is like, no, nah, that's not, that's not it. And I'm like, no, that's, I'm pretty sure that the, the word Nike comes from ancient Egypt. And um, so he disagreed with me again. And so I was just like, you know what? I'll, I'll just, I'll put something together and I'm going to send it to you. So I, I, I wrote an article and I sent him the article. I wish I can show you. I still have the email to this day. Um, and so, you know, my initial argument, uh, my initial email uh, reads, it was just, you know, wasn't uh, lengthy. It just says, the attached paper is a preliminary examination of the Greek work. This is me to Dr. Asante. Um, is a preliminary examination of the Greek work Nike, which is 
more known to us in modern times as the name of the sports apparel conglomerate, but was historically known as the goddess of victory. Uh, I suggest in this essay that the word Nike victory is of Egyptian origin and that it can also be found in West Africa among the Yoruba uh, as the god Ogun. And so he replies, I sent, you know, attached, he read it. And this was Dr. Asante's reply to me. Brother Asar, I like the way that you have argued your position, but I am not in agreement with the leaps you make. Leaps which we do not have to make. Victory exists as a term in most languages, and I have seen nothing in this argument to suggest that the word is not of Greek origin. Our comedic word appears to have its own etymology for the same concept, just as the one one finds in Yoruba and the other in African languages. This is a stretch and I am not willing to make right now. It is not necessary when the comedic word preceded the Greek, but precedence does not mean derivation. I am in Abidjan, Nigeria, and it is after midnight, Ankh Nehe, or uh, eternal life, Malefe. So my initial you know, argument that I thought was just tight, he came back and said, I'm not convinced. And you're making a stretch. And, but Malefe wasn't the only one that I sent this to. I sent this to Dr. Uh, Riketi Amin as well. And she wasn't convinced with the first one either. So if I was just a regular person in the conscious community, and I was one of these ragtag folks who get offended when somebody critiques their work, I'd have been said something like, well, Malefe and then don't know what the hell they're talking about. You know, they pseudo, you know, they don't know nothing anyway. And da, 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 da. I didn't do that. I just like, I, I stepped back. I was like, hmm, what am I missing in my argument? How, how can my argument be made better? And, and what additional evidence do I need to be convincing? So I went back, revised my article. I did some more research, and then I, again, rewrote it and sent it back. And this was uh, Dr. Malefe Kitty Asante's uh, reply back to me on 10-26-2013. Asar, I submit to your greater knowledge and argument in this case. I'm still in Africa, Malefe. Now, for those of you who like to, you know, argue all the time and don't like to humble yourself in front of the elders, you know, you wouldn't think that your work needs revising. You think that you're just right because you were creative and thought of something. But how I took this as the elders aren't against me. They're just trying to make sure that I am following protocol and that I articulate myself well and put forth better arguments, that I bring stronger evidence and I only live with the, uh, I only put forth that which has strong evidence. And because of their critiques, I was able to go back and make my paper um, better and after he read it the second time, he had to submit that I was right. 
And that's how you do it. I don't go behind Malefe getting Asante's back and talk bad about him. And he doesn't talk bad about me. He provides his critique. I can either listen or not, adjust, and move on. But see, those individuals who aren't tied into the scholastic community don't know that this type of stuff goes on all the time. And so a lot of these folks who you think we're going against, we actually have personal relationships with and have conversations with and exchange notes and ideas with. Like these folks be trying to use Dr. Shore Marker Keita against me as if we don't communicate with him all the time. He sends me some of his rare articles and things, journal articles. Matter of fact, just, just so I just wanted to put that up there just in, as an example. And if anybody think I'm just making this stuff up, I got receipts. I can screenshot all this. And uh, so I'm done. How about the time uh, you, you spoke of uh, Kiata? Um, we were we had a phone conversation with him. I I, 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 I was on the phone. What is it? You on? It was us. Yeah, it was us. Yep. Oh. It was just us on the phone. Yep. Right. It was. It was. It was us three. On the, on the phone with him, and and he articulated exactly what we're saying now. He actually yep. he actually said in in a different set of words what Diop said, because he said yep. that that we can no longer, um, you know, use our proximity <laughs> to to other scholars that we hold of high esteem uh, as, as prestige. Like we we can't. That's not going to get us. It, it, on the world stage it's not going to get us uh the very far in scholarship he said we have to actually be able to defend the work and to expand the work and he he was saying the same thing in, in a different way but he 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 echoed um what diop said and and you know and he mentioned names like we can't just name drop we can't just yeah. mention uh dr john henry clark and expect that yeah. expect that to be okay yeah that was a serious that was a serious conversation we had very serious exactly yeah. mm -hmm. and so people don't realize that that you know this is how this is how scholarship and science works you know it's not you know like i said it goes back to never identifying or or allowing information to become your identity because had asar did that asar would have had a had a had a hissy fit and and it probably probably would have been um <laughs> probably have been uh, uh hustling porn sites right now <laughs> <laughs> or, or something i'm just saying so so you can't take these things uh personal thing or, or whatnot and you know so like they I probably said, never read that man articles neither man he was saying that they was indigenous africans but he was saying they was like might have different phenotypes and different uh, skin color he said that too in his articles yeah well mm -hmm. you know the whole idea is that you know this is how it's done and we have to be more professional more uh mature about this because in the end it's really about the the community benefiting the scholastic community the the lay persons you know we have to because a lot of people don't have time to become a specialist in in all these different areas from a to z and so the public should be able to trust and count on those who do go in one area or another and their their work should be of a, of a certain quality to where people can rely on it because that's what it comes down to, trusting and reliability. And you're not going to trust something or rely on something that you don't feel is quality and has gone through some kind of rigor. You know, 
And so that's what we have to produce. And we have to form teams. So because not, you know, we can't be, we can't spread ourselves thin and try to be all over the place. And and so this is this is the purpose of uh, forming teams. I know um, Dakar Kilimanjaro and his wife and Yahra of the uh, Kimmy University Press, they stress the formation of, of research teams. They have a book on how to even go about doing that. Uh, Diop mentioned it. Uh, uh, Dr. Kiata mentioned it to us. So everybody's on the same page. So we, we just, we just got to get more, convince more people that this is the way it should be done, not the drama and entertainment. Yeah, we need entertainment. And, you know, we need the entertainment, have fun, have some laughs. But we got to be able to separate the two and, and realize that they can overlap as well. But we can't replace one for the other. We can't forsake quality information for for wanting to see somebody fight and argue and drama and, and see who could talk the loudest and, and, and all this other kind of stuff. So... Anyway, but you you were saying open up the uh, thing. I mean, I don't know if anybody has questions and whatnot. So, but if y'all wanna um wanna take some questions and everything, uh, we could we yeah, could gotta take some calls, take some send a link. We got some important people in the chat room. Doctor Doctor Mayan went to sleep already. Yeah, oh, you know, pass her bedtime. Oh, we have um brother Nahisi in the, in the, in the building. So let me uh introduce the brother Nahisi. Uh, for his name's sake, this is this something that you know I don't. Uh, I, I use the word Ta-Nehisi for uh, what people call Nubia. So uh, Nahisi uh, always reminds me and represents that. Uh, but Brother Nahisi, I don't know if you uh, has any commentary to give and whatnot, but hey, the floor is yours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're breaking up, or at least on my end. I'm in Georgia. We got these storms coming through. So, uh, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you got, you got bit by the thunder, the thunder god too. Yeah, it, yeah, thunder god got me too. Shit, my computer ain't working. It, it, it hit me first, and then uh, now you. So, but all right. So, <laughs> but no, notice that he just come on and say, "All right, y'all did good," and then <laughs> and that's it. So he's like, "Yeah," but um. So yeah, so where's I guess, Tiffany? Where's Tiffany French at? Where's she at? Where's my friend at? It's my friend. Tiffany B. <laughs> hey, some things don't change. Do it, Miss Tiffany. <laughs> I want you to go back and look at the old videos we used to do. Take you back a little bit on the on the on the real black atheist show. On the Comcast joint we had, and you used to come through. You should go back and look at that. He was fighting me super hard on Hebrewisms. Yeah. No, you weren't even there. I don't even think he was playing Hebrew. He was playing Christian at the moment or something. Then you went to the Hebrew. No, you was always playing the Hebrew thing. And I mean, you fought me seriously. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 here to let you know you're back at that same moment again. Yeah, you're right back at that moment now. So you done moved from being a Hebrew. Right now you're moving into scholarship. At least you want to in academia. So I'm saying I'm offering you the same thing I offered you before, yo. Ain't nothing changed. Yeah. I'm gonna always give you the A game. You ain't gonna never give you the B side, yo. I'm gonna always give you the A game. Promise you that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you always got to, you know, you always got to surround yourself with a variety of, of different people who was doing it and who are where you want to be. Yeah. Now, you know, luckily I have a, a, a wide circle, especially in my yeah. fraternal order. I'm always um, where, you know, you have good businessmen mm-hmm. and, you know, and as far as academics is concerned on the highest level, I'm in conversations with these individuals and, you know, I participate where I can in these things. And by having, by having a, a good solid circle, you know, they, 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 you, well, let me, re- let me slow down and reword this. It's a form of good peer pressure because when you are surrounded by people who's doing nothing but excellence all the time, you always want to step your game up and you're not afraid to do so. It's not jealousy, you know? And so you, 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 and when you're around greatness all the time, you have a low tolerance for mediocrity and for people who make excuses for everything. And, and so, you know, this is some of my frustration with certain individuals in the congress who accept mediocrity and want you to be mediocre with them and try to bring you down to the level. And we just got to remember that this just isn't for everybody. Everybody don't have that talent. And so it's just like, you know, you have people who, who are great singers and then you have people who are terrible at singing, but they believe that they can sing. And they can get booed off of Apollo and still believe that everybody at the Apollo is hating. And, you know, that's just the reality that we have to contend with. All right, so, so, you know, surround yourself with, with people who are doing it. Participate so that you can learn. Be an intern. Like, I studied under uh, Dr. Mubai Binge Bololo. And I got to the point where he was asking me to contribute to academic works about stuff that is based on his native language. I don't speak Chiluba like that. But I've accumulated enough knowledge and wisdom and methods that he saw that I was expanding his work. And and, um, as you can, you know, if you know, you, you listen to, or excuse me, if you can uh, understand French, um, we have an interpreter, but she was kind of not all that good, but that's who we could get at last minute. In 2010, when we invited Dr. Buba being able Lolo to the University of Houston. And, um, you know, he, he says in the lecture that Asar Imhotep, you know, came to verify in a different way some of my ideas especially when it came to the word nature. And so, you know, he's an elder who's helped to train me. And now I'm able, I'm at a level where I can either falsify or verify some of his hypotheses. And these are the types of relationships you need to have. You need to be a participant, not just a somebody who just reads the text. When you actively engage, and I'm just talking about any endeavor, whether you're talking about being a mechanic, 
whether you're talking about, you know, um, being able to draw, doing artwork, you need to do internships and be a, a, an understudy under someone. At the same time, still learning from others, but having a main, you know, um, a mentor while you're learning. That's, that's doing it that is, that is high up there to do what you want, whether it's in finance. And so that's how you get better. And don't be mad. See, that's one of the good things I like, you know, when, when I was in the Hebrew Israelites. You know, we had a hierarchy. And, you know, if you were out of line and out of order, the brothers would not hesitate to put you in your place. And, and many times you just had to eat that up. But that's, you know, it's a military-type organization. So whether you go into the Nation of Islam, Hebrew Israelites, it's going to be like they're just the military in general. But it, it teaches you to be humble and to take orders and to, not, and to get your ego out of the way so that the larger enterprise can be completed. Hey, let me just... And so certain sorry. individuals just, they don't have that type of training. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I didn't mean to cut you. I, I, I want to... Um put the link into the chat so we're gonna we're gonna try this out and uh we're already at our two hour mark so so you know we're going into extended time you know so we we only going to stay on for a little while longer but you know put the link into the chat and people can come in but now listen here's the rules it's just basic no talking over top of each other um and try to be as concise and and short as you can with with your commentary and or question all right, so that's all we ask because we, we're not trying to have a five-hour um, marathon tonight, and we want to keep it on topic. All right, so you know, so I'm gonna put the link in there. I only got ten more minutes, so all right, yep, yeah, and I'm not, we got. Yeah, so so come. Separate the link. You said um, separate. We should have an overtime show. Oh, after like an after party. Another week after party, yeah. Uh, after party, yeah. Keep it, keep well, it at two hours. <laughs> well, not to, yeah, that's a good idea, Nahisi. Well, but but we, I don't know if that's we'll gonna have, happen tonight. <laughs> no, we gonna have a, after ten minutes. Y'all got ten minutes. Okay, so let me put the link in right now. So we're gonna we're gonna go ten fifteen minutes, and then that's it. So I'm I'm letting y'all yeah. know now. So don't feel the way about it. Uh, I'm putting the link in there now. So uh, come one, come all. Uh, I'm putting the link a couple of times so y'all can see it. <laughs> Everybody saying, "Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it!" Listen, you know, f uh, ten minutes. And black ice is in full effect, so don't worry about it, y'all. It's not gonna happen because we're gonna black ice. And and you yeah, know, and I and I and I don't want to put it out there that that we're expecting uh, bad character to come on come in on the show where we're talking about character. <laughs> that would be kind of um, crazy because actually, um, I noticed that that when we're talking about this stuff, it, it anybody who's doing that, these kind of things, they stick out like a sore thumb. You know, uh, earlier I saw some comments in the chat that was just examples of, of what we're talking about. It was a scheme. Uh, it was a scheme, Osiris. It was a scheme. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, now, see, I don't, you, you like making people famous. So I, I, I said scheme. I ain't say nothing. All right, I, do, uh, I really okay, do uh, like making people famous, but I ain't gonna lie. All right, all right. I bet you I make you famous. All right. So anyway, the thing is, is that, um, is that, you know, people will stick out like a sore thumb. Like in our Facebook group, uh, particular Seshu Mani Nature, the way we run the group, anybody coming in on on a shenanigans type tip, 
I mean, it just sticks out like night and day. Like they, they won't even like we only had to kick people out. Like they, they feel so uncomfortable. They kick themselves out. <laughs> you know, and that's that's the way it should be. But anyway, I put the link in there. So so you know, let's let's go ahead and um, come on. In. All right, we have unbiased sports. So let me welcome the brother to the panel, and you can unmute yourself. You got any 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 brief comments or questions? Try to be concise as as you possibly can. But go ahead, you got the floor. Peace, peace to the uh, the panel, brother Unc. Yourself, Wajiwa, Wajiwa, Wajiwa. What do you call your name? Wajiwa. Wajiwa. There you go. Very tough to say that. We got uh, Asar. We got Chief X in the, in the chat. Sean, Jane. Um, first of all, let me say this. You dig? I do this right here. Oh, there you go. Hold, hold that up. Hold that up. So, so you got it live and direct. You, you got it today, right? It came in today. Yes, sir. All right. Now, listen. I'm gonna say to you. Uh, a, a, as one of the um, contributors to that is that once you read it and study it, we welcome any questions you have, any 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 uh, critiques that you may have, or whatever case it is. Just come, let us know. Yeah, so definitely, bro. I'm just I don't really yeah. I just got support for you, you know, and, and everything you're doing. And, and I'm a Ross Frost. I don't really have any questions. I'm just here just for more support. That's just it. Mm. All right, so that's cool. So we got we got another person on uh, right now, uh, brother Forty Two Tribes. Um, you got the floor, so you know it, be be as brief as you can. You know, can I be heard? Yep, we hello. Can. Yep, I can hear you. We can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm able to get through. I'm glad you're you're taking me because I had a comment that's kind of long. Um for the chat but it won't be that long here so i'll also get to plug myself because this is studies that made um asari motep's work with the languages uh, more convincing because i've studied what i call out of africa three and it's just the pattern that is in the um in a lot of the narrative in certain genetic studies but it's there in the in the raw data and that's hold on that hold on wait wait the what you saying what you studied the what when would you go too far you studied the what the out of africa three that was just said hey uh, Uja. yeah 42 you still there Oh, I thought. Yeah, but he muted. Oh, he he must have muted himself. Uh, yeah. Forty two. Uh, Forty two. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. Can you can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was trying to figure out what you uh, said before you went on your whole thing. Yeah, I did accidentally mute myself, but it's it's kind of long to really get into it. The short version of what Out of Africa Three is, it's just a more literal assessment of Out of Africa migrations that deals more with data and less with narrative in um in different genetic studies and I oh, he moved himself out hey wuja yeah is you are you familiar with that but let him build let, let him build first man you know because we, we i'm not gonna be on here long i i'm not trying let me let me let me finish yeah, you trying to let, him, let him build go ahead yeah cause, uh 42 I, I think you're muting yourself so so uh keep on uh go ahead and can you hear me? yeah i can hear you now yeah okay and you did it again, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know. The reason why I want to bring this up 
is because this, like I said, makes Asar's work more palpable. Because one thing I've heard from Team Osiris is that you can't use Sumerian as a as um a language with with uh, Egyptian and Shaluba because Iraqis don't look like Central Africans. Now, when I look at um, like even recently, uh, like within the last few months, there was a study that showed Neolithic Kenyans and Tanzanians being related to Chalcolithic Palestinian Israelis, like a closer relationship than um, to the point where I would say it's significant and you can have a a relation with the language. So Timo Cyrus just dismisses Asaramotep's main work, to me the most convincing argument are the correspondences with the meaning of Kemet because Africans don't look like Iraqis. And I've seen uh, Netter Ned do the same thing. And I'm looking at it from the point of view, I'm expecting them to be related because that's what I'm seeing with other tests. I'm seeing it with the one that was done with North Africans recently, that people left Africa more like, or the population of humanity grew more like a tree instead of, you know, with branches branching out instead of spores that flew around and, you know, all over the place. It branched out slowly. So typically what you see in the old world is that people to the south are ancestral, and you see this in the phylogenetic tree, human phylogenetic tree, that they're ancestral to people who are north of them. That's all I wanted to bring up because I see a lot of people that are throwing out Samaria because, and that's the only reason. Like, if you listen to some of Timo Cyrus's videos, if you listen to Ned or Ned, he's like, how are you gonna use Samaria? You gotta stick with Coptic. And then, and how are you gonna lose Saluba? But I mean, the, that we're talking like that recent study, and I could put this in the Facebook group. It's right out of Africa, Palestine, Israel, and um, Chalcolithic. I think that's like 5,000 years ago. And Neolithic is like 5,000 to 12,000, and they're related. So sharing um, words and concepts, that shouldn't be much of a surprise. That's not something that you can just throw out. So that's it. Yeah, what what uh what surprises me is the out of Africa three. Is that a theory or something, bro? Or something you just came up with? Just curious. As much as I like to accept it because you, you kind of you know Oh, it's just me. Just like, me. It's just me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to Yeah, he just he just said it's it's more so an issue of just dealing with the raw data instead of the the hypothetical narratives that people try to impose. Um, Because that's what history does. History is about trying to gather and and put together a story um, based on the evidence instead of just letting the evidence talk for itself. And so this is this is an aspect of science that these people at at Team Osiris don't understand. It doesn't matter. Like Neil deGrasse, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. He says something to the nature of that uh, nature or the universe doesn't. Um, have to agree with how you think it should be. You know, it is what it is. And so when, when scientists approach, you know, uh, and, and, and because, you know, scientists are looking for patterns. If I'm seeing, 
you know, hundreds of words in morphemes common with each other, regular sound meaning correspondences between Bantu, Egyptian, and Sumerian. As a scientist, I have to follow the evidence. My preconceived notions that they can't be related can't taint my, uh, what I'm seeing by the raw experiments. So remember the clip that we played earlier. If, if the hypothesis doesn't jive with the, um, the experiment, then it is wrong. Well, I've tried all different ways to falsify this hypothesis and it is only strengthened the more and more experiments that we do. And so because they are not linguists and don't deal with linguistics, they, they're going off of their emotions and lookership because people in that area don't look like so-called West Africans and Central Africans. Well, they can't be related in any type of way. And that's not how science works. I'm done. Okay. So, um, yeah. And, and, and I see 42 had uh, come back out. So that was good to be, to be brief on that and everything. Um, and also I, I just want to put something in, in that, in that, um, um, discussion is, um, you know, we said this, we say this all the time that, that you're not going to be able to dig up a person and extract their DNA and, uh, their DNA is going to tell you what language they spoke. Okay. And this is something that has to, people have to come to grips on. Uh, where there's a differentiation between linguistics and genetics, although the two fields of study can can assist each other in answering certain questions, but there's not a a direct uh, correlation there. There's not a gene for for a person speaking Spanish. Like you're not going to find a gene to say, hey, this person spoke Spanish, or this person spoke English, or this person spoke uh, Dutch and German and and uh chaluba and and whatnot so in case anybody believe that in the audience um you know just take that into consideration so uh so i'm, I'm trying to make rounds so we have another another person we have a uh, brother chuck morgan on the, on the panel so uh chuck uh you got any commentary yes. uh questions commentary Her, you yes, know, I, have good, chuck. I have a question peace and blessing to the panel it's good Hello, chuck brother Unk. It's good, man. Asar Imhotep. Um, I've been following along with this dialogue and the arguments and the conflicts and the childish behavior. Um, now that the dust is settling and much of the smoke has dissipated, my question to, at least um, with the Shimsu, um, what's, what does the future hold in terms of the, the direction you want to go into now as a result of whether it's um, positive or negative, the coverage that you're getting, what is it, where, where does it go from here? Because, in, in, in just real fast, I think that with all the, you're going to uh, establish teams and because I see that they are absolutely necessary. Um, are, is this something that is going to be like a, a a nationwide event or something that's uh, over time, it's going to be in like universities. I just, because I'm my personally, I want to be a part of this, um, this 
this history because today I remember because I'm old enough. I, I remember back in the uh, 70s and the 80s, you know, Dr. John Henry Clark, Dr. Ben, those were the prominent names when I was coming up um, at the FL Benga. Uh, to us then, those guys were magnificent because they were charting new territory and we were witnessing that. Now, 2019, it's like I'm seeing it again, but this time I have the honor and the pleasure to know you guys personally, at least a couple of you. Anyway, I, I think I've never really spoken to Brother Asar, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a, a follower of your work. So my question is, in short, What's the next level in terms of addressing not just this issue, but other issues that's been um, held, accepted, but has not been rigorously investigated? I'll answer. I'll listen. Okay. Uh, Asai, you want to? Okay. Uh, Okay. So. We, we got to understand that, you know, the scholarship is always new questions to be asked. And some of those questions, you know, an individual can answer. And then some of those questions, it is best that a team tackle. Part of what we do and why we do what we do mm-hmm. is that we are trying to develop colleagues mm-hmm. you know we teach but we're not religious folks so we don't want followers right our job is just to bring you to speed so that now you can start contributing and expanding in areas for which we personally don't have the time mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. on on that level that's why for example um Sanjeti, and Wujawu teaches Metanature. Sanjeti's really kind of focused on teaching Metanature for people who are practitioners of the ancient Egyptian religion. Mm-hmm. So he's more focused on, you know, you being able as a person who personally, you know, calls the sun Ra and, and does prayers and things to Ra and I'm in that you're familiar, you're able to access the text, so you know how the ancient Egyptians did it and why. Mm-hmm. Well, was more focused on, you know, just teaching the general public meta-nature and getting them up to speed and with the grammar and things of this nature. Right. And I think that, you know, with, with the groups that he is developing, that he is, you know, creating teams so now we can have our own translation teams. Mm-hmm. So now we can go back into these texts and reanalyze them. My focus is a little different because I'm, I'm focused on nation building per mm-hmm. se. Mm-hmm. Like what I do is to access the psychology of the people because I'm more concerned with how do we create culture that allows a group of people to see themselves as valuable and that can trust and lean on each other so that they can build a civilization and um, in an economy just as strong or stronger 
than that of the ancient Egyptians. And so this requires me to understand psychology, understand language and linguistics, understand the meta nature, understand the economy and things of this nature. And so I'm more focused on building a blueprint for the next generations. Like this is one of what my talk is going to be at the Shekhan Tadiyab conference for this year. It's about building, how can we create a blueprint for the next generations to build an actual African-centered society? So I'm calling the, the, the lecture Afrocentricity, which <laughs> city, the word city, capitalized. Mm-hmm. You know, applying Afrocentricity to urban development. So we're talking about how do you, you know, can we create blueprints, literal blueprints, for building an African-centered eco-village, an African-centered township, an African-centered city, and an African-centered state. Mm. And so when, when I'm looking at this, so now I'm looking at, you know, the ancient Egyptians' concern with the environment. What, what were they concerned about? Because the first thing, if you're trying to build a civilization, if you're just trying to um, um, organize a village, you have to be in a place that is um, close to fresh drinking water. That's the first thing you look for. You're looking at the environment. You're looking at how dangerous it is versus, you know, how, many, how much food you have access to, how much water you have access to, how much building materials you have access to. Because I'm literally concerned about, like, seeing if we can actually, maybe about the size of New Guinea in West Africa, getting our own African-American state. And so whether I get, we get this done in my lifetime or not, I want to put the blueprint in place to have it in place to give the next generations a job to do. So it, we're not just doing this to be doing this to be arguing with fools on YouTube. You mm-hmm. know, our plans are greater, mm-hmm. you know, from education to spirituality to nation building. Okay. So Chuck, let me, let me add something in. And so, um, our psychology has been uh, profoundly, um, uh, I would like to say, affected by what you would call spiritual systems or religions. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I, I sought to actually challenge our fears that we had based around our religions that we was given, based around the ignorance of the religions that we came from. And so, you know, me and you've been through that thing, Malachi mm-hmm. Dog Joint, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you absolutely was a profound uh, teacher in that Bible for me. You know, I mm-hmm. sit up nice, listen to all your work. Like, people don't even know this about you. Like, <laughs> man, Bible, excellent, par excellent. They don't even mm-hmm. know it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they wouldn't know it, right? Like, like I, I seek to study the best in anything I do. So I wanted to push people up against their fears because I know that if we want to build something that I saw that was talking about Wu John them, you know, then you can't take them same fears into the thing you're building because you're going to build them fears in the thing you're building. Right. And you're going to end up with the same damn results. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's our psychology, right, that needs to be nurtured. You know what I'm saying? Recaptured. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like we, if we all who we studied and think that we are, meaning are we the people 
who we studied? Are they really who we thought they were? When we when we speak in terms of sciences and creating things and written languages and all these things, we're actually saying that these people had imaginations, right? That wasn't subjected to racism, white supremacy. They were free thinkers. Yes. You, you know what I'm saying? And so if these people are who we say they are, then why can't we do that? Why can't we free ourselves and start rethinking again? Mm-hmm. That don't mean throw everything away that came from our ancestors, but that means you best to be sure you need to be added to it. You need to be creating something. And I think this is the fear that the African-American has. So much so that you can see the fear breeding. You can see it mm-hmm. when the saw comes out when he works. You can see it when I talk yeah. about real black atheism. You can see it when 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 Wuja is reading the daggone Metanetra like he reading English. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm talking about in museums anywhere you want to go. You know what I'm saying? Where, where, where you see Smash Rockwell, Brother Reggie take Smash Rockwell to the damn museum, right? And just throw anything at him and Smash stand there and just start reading the damn artifacts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's the fear that these people have. Like, how dare you be that creative? But isn't this what we really seek to be? Very creative, very understanding of where we came from, for real? Or was it take the short route we space aliens and all that nonsense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, so I wanted to push people up against their fears because I knew they had fear God. I knew it. So I wanted to push them up right up against that, right? So you can look at exactly what you fear and how other people use that fear against you to conquer you. Not, not necessarily physically, but they conquered you mentally because that's exactly what slavery does. It conquers you physically first, right? But that's in the short term. And then they hope that you carry that fear on through the next generations. And we actually represent those generations that are carrying that fear on by having improper research methodology, by not practicing scientific literacy and not recognizing who we really are. I just wanted to say that for the people. I appreciate that. uh, Let me just uh, answer real quick uh, in terms of um, something that is in you know my vision in in the very near future so what i'm sharing on the screen is what i refer to as a pyramidal curriculum and so this is the curriculum that you know i envision for um groups and as asar said you know um this does not entail leaders or messiah types you know or any followers or anything like that it's 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 about bringing people up to speed to levels of uh, discernment having the tools to discern for themselves and so um, what is created is a um, three level, um, I guess, curriculum. And at each level, it has three stages. So altogether, it's nine stages. And, it, and it's uh, made to, to correspond to the three seasons within uh, ancient Kemet, Aket, Peret, and Shemu. And so that's to kind of overlap that for, for people to mem- remember and uh, have a very good, uh, nice fitting analogy. But um, because, you know, inundation, of course, the water has to flood first and fertilize the the area and, and, and bring it to uh, wetness, plant the seeds for the for the crops to grow. And then it's harvest. So you reap what you sow. So it basically follows the same kind of um, chronological procedure. But le- level one, stage one is, is basically a beginner's uh, level of foundation in learning the language and a writing system. Level two, uh, excuse me, stage two of level one is dealing with the grammar and how to write it. So we got penmanship and grammar. Stage three is having a foundation 
or fundamentals, uh, gaining the fundamentals uh, knowledge in historical comparative linguistics. And then from there, you bump up to level two where you can engage based on based on um, being proficient at level one. Now you have an option of engaging in the recovery of the historical pronunciations of the Egyptian language, if you so choose to. Um, and then stage two of level two, the development of speech communities. And that's something that um, Dr. Rakeri Amen uh, has, um, you know, one of her uh, lifelong uh, goals is to develop speech communities. So you'll be able to participate in that. OK, stage three is is an endeavor to recover the realities behind the the figurative uh, narrations and speech that we find in the text, you know, because there's a lot of different figurative speech uh, trope metaphors and all this other kind of things in the text that um, we have to pierce. And so you have to have all this stuff under your belt to even engage in that. And then basically level three is all about uh, application, utilization and execution. And so stage level three would be will kind of course correspond to what Asar Motep was saying in terms of um, um, community building, nation building and things like that. So so our our um, individual aspirations um, work together and support each other and overlap. OK, so I just want to be clear on, on some of the things that, you know, uh, what I envision and what I am um, endeavor to do right now so i'm trying to raise an army of scribes literally just like in in ancient times where the scribes were were basically custodians of the information they were able, able to survey the information to research because uh our name seshu mani Nature, is a ancient way of saying a research team because they are they're actually a an attested name of a group of scribes that actually did research for for the kings and and, um, and so on and so forth so anyway just just something brief just you know uh just let everyone know yes appreciate that so let me see if anybody else uh actually jumped in here we have oh we got smash uh smash in here so so smash man i mean man long time no hear from uh uh kind of kind of bring him out of if that's smash is that smash that's smash can you hear me Okay, man, like, like, oh, I'm almost seeing a ghost, boys. Like, is that is that really Smash? <laughs> nah, but all right, let me properly introduce the Magi Archer himself, Smash uh, Rockwell, as, as Unc uh, likes to say. Jonathan Owens is he also known as. But man, uh, welcome to the panel. And uh, man, you know, I don't know if you've been listening to the conversation, but if you have anything to um, to add in or whatever, you know, we we are uh, on the tail end, so you can kind of. Uh, give some commentary and, and bring it on home if you if you have any. You know what? Uh, I just want to thank y'all for even restarting up the dialogue. Y'all can hear me clear? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since we all sat together and even built on anything. But myself, uh, I, I just got in here in like the last 10 minutes uh, when you was basically summing up what you said or maybe a little bit earlier than that. And so I really don't know what uh, Cass was building on. I, I, I can't speak on what I ain't heard or whatever, but you know, I'm just glad the energy is back. You know what I'm saying? And like it is, it's I'm a rock squad. We back with the same energy building. I heard a star say something earlier. Uh, he was speaking a moment, but then my, my Wi-Fi went out. And so I ain't going to keep two people. I just want to say peace. You know what I'm saying? And I'm back. I'm, I mean, I ain't went nowhere, man. It's, you know what it is. Yeah, man. So, 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 so because, you, you know, we haven't heard from you in a minute. Uh, what you, what you got going on right now? Yeah, I got a question for Smash real quick. Okay, yeah, I just wanted him to uh, just you know kind of 
let us know what what do you got going on you know whether as far as music or 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 um research whatever whatever the case is what, what you got going on yes sir uh well this I don't know if everybody knows, all the listeners know, uh, in September, we do an annual event in Oakland, California called Hyro Day. It's a, a mayor commemorated event. It's grown to one of the largest events. It's pretty well known on the West Coast, but it's one of the largest events in the Bay Area, definitely. And that happens on Labor Day each year. It started as a community event where we were just giving local artists a chance to rock on a big stage with, you know, big name artists. And it turned into... Uh, a real thing and so once we started getting up in the numbers like 20,000 people coming and so I got I've been working on that other than that I just been refocusing on my music because I got a healthy music career that I've been pushing for 20 years under the uh under casual you know from hieroglyphics and I've done a lot of research uh even since dealing with brothers we started building 2011 2012 but then I stopped and looked back at all the time that I wasn't putting out music and kind of like was like, hold on, let me rectify uh, that. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, it's the same old thing. We still building, we same, still studying, still researching, and trying to live life to the fullest. All right, well that's good, man. So good. Let me good let me ask you this question though. What's up with it? What is it that you see for your people, man? Based off of you know the wisdom and knowledge and studying, you know, with your music, the high roll all that so what is it that you want to see for the african-american man oh man that's a, that's a whole conversation but if i could put it in some type of nutshell and i don't want it to be i don't want it to be looked at wrong but really some type of liberation and i want to put an adjective to say financial liberation mm -hmm. i really want to see that for my people we want to see a lot of things for our people but uh some Sometimes I uh, feel, je not jealous, but I almost feel guilty in the way that I can sometimes hop off the uh, hamster wheel, get out the rat race, and focus on things, <clears throat> matters like we have time to focus on. Everybody can do that, and a lot of that is based on the fact that, you know, they got this workforce set up for a reason, is to keep us not thinking and to keep us just, you know, surviving and getting by. And so I really do wish however it came about that uh more of our men and women you know say had the time to think about other things besides making the dollar hmm yeah so you talking about some self-employment there talking about some imagination there mm -hmm. i mean you know however it's encapsulated however it is if it's uh you know you gotta jump into the economic system to reach that because we ain't got no generational wealth you can't say you know what for the next 10 years i'm doing research in egypt because i want to find this one artifact i'm looking for we don't got we don't got the freedom to do that you see what i'm saying we gotta like go to work and so that's just something i desire for our people to find that whether it's in the next 10 generations or whatever it is we need to be able to Move mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hey, that's hey, hey, that's hey Smash, that's you remember what you told me about four years ago? What's that? You're like, yo, let's get some land, some Amaral Squad land, and grow some oh, weed on. Okay, so remember that? I'm chilling on the RV right now. I, I don't know. We all live. I'm just chilling, but check it out. Yes, you sir. Hear since, you hear what I said? Huh? Yeah, yeah. And since you said that, I just <laughs> have to show people my face because right now I'm sitting on the RV that I bought to put on land that I bought 
through things I learned through the conscious community. Uh, information I, I got from Brother Polite that I don't know if he was actually following up on or not. You feel me? I just was like, let me do this and see what is this. So we bought five acres in Palm Springs and five more acres down in uh, Clovis or in Toll House, California. And and honestly, I mean, hey, I was just, not to go off on a tangent, but uh, speaking towards some of the things I was talking about, about the, uh, you know, financial freedom, I was making plans in my life, like, you know what, I'm just going to go sit on the land for a few years, study, do music, and see what I come up with. Because it will relieve me of a whole bunch of, you know, things if I just go sit on land that I bought. But I did learn that information through the, the conscious community. And when the Amara squad didn't bust the move, I just was like, let me bust the move with my uh, hieroglyphics, bro. Hey, man, that's that. You got to do what you got to do, man. And uh, and I, I applaud the, any success because when, when anybody does set out to do something and they're successful at it, it means that we all can succeed. So, 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 you know, uh, the the ways have be are being paved, and so we we joined it because I know we we had some discussions on some on some stuff with the whole, you know, we had talks about crypto, cryptocurrencies and all this other kind of stuff. You know, we got to be in a position to make moves on on these on these ideas and things. And like you said, if you if you gotta bust your butt from nine to five, you you can never really be creative or, or step outside or like you said, step off the hamster wheel. You know what I mean? So we got to get in that position first. So that, so I, that's good, man. That's real good. Yeah, uh, you think about, uh, to add in closing, you think about what the white scientists was doing in their fables and fairy tales, what the European scientists was doing when they came up with stuff. What was Benjamin Franklin doing when he discovered electricity? Well, I'm working. He was flying <laughs> a kite. He was flying a kite. Yeah. Right? yeah. Right, who who was the white dude who's supposed to figure out gravity? What he was doing? <laughs> Dropping some damn. Nah, he he was he he was he was chill, he was he was chilling, being lazy up under a tree. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So they wasn't at work. Is all I'm trying to say. One of them was flying a kite, got electrocuted. This is the fables they tell us, but I'm still telling you how it's all unraveling. They had time to think. The other one sitting under a tree, an apple hit him on the head. He said, "Oh, gravity." Even though that's all. <laughs> Uh, American folklore that's still my point is in those stories yeah yeah, yeah. well point well taken point well taken so um, uh bring us home man because we, we 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 I ain't trying I'm not trying to do a marathon hey man but look make sure y'all um support all the products that the brothers got uh support Abjuwear. yeah we got those button downs too yeah you know for y'all to like to go to work the work in corporate America, man. You know what I'm saying? Why not wear the culture right in front of their face, yo? Got them. Um, I know, I, I know Smash, you got some website with some hyro gear and all that. You know what I'm saying? I know we're gonna hook up and do a few things. Yes, Make sir. sure y'all support that. We I definitely dot yeah, com, man. Make sure you support uh Wuja's uh website. Uh, he also built websites and brother saw he builds websites too. Then make sure y'all support their classes. They got actual classes, right? You can go to. Hey, let me let me um, just say this. Uh, I am starting a beginners class in August, so you will see advertisements posted on Facebook starting tomorrow. So look out for that if anybody's interested uh, in in a beginners level. Whether you're a, a fresh novice or you just need a refresher, it's a, a twelve week um, study course, and I'm I'm begin starting a new um, group. 
And also with this group, what's going to be um, even better is that I'm inviting anybody who's ever uh, joined in on a beginner's group. And for whatever the reason is, they were unable to complete it because, you know, people's scheduling work comes up or family issues come up and they're not able to complete it. I'm welcoming everybody um, back as well. So I want, I want this to be a nice big uh, group and we can, you know, go from there. So look out for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we ain't gonna stick around too long. We out of here, man. man uh, we're gonna at least do this once a week, yo. What? What you gonna say? You got the button ups, long sleeve and short sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm on it, bro. I'm on it. Yeah, go to the website, yo. Hey, hey so we're gonna we're gonna make sure we had these these bills, man. Once a week, like we used to back in the old days, where, where y'all could set y'all clock to the Amaran Squad coming on them Sundays. So I don't know what Dave is gonna do for sure. Make sure y'all subscribe. Hit the like button, hit the bell, right? Make sure y'all uh, support the Real Black Atheists on Fire. All right, support that. Support all our channels. Uh, man, uh, Smash, you got a channel too, right? It's called. It's called Smash Rockwell, but I ain't putting nothing up on there in about 10 years. <laughs> nah, that ain't the truth, man. You got some I, of them internet discussions on there. So I got sure. two or three of them up there, but it's been there's a lot of old hip hop. If y'all want to check my history, matter of fact, I might got the oldest metal netter video on on YouTube from about twelve years ago. Now it ain't yeah. really, but y'all can see what we've been doing. Yeah, now, definitely. You got a lot of the, uh, for, for for that argument because that cause, because it rolls his ugly head again. Uh, you, you know, you wrote that book, man. Um, get that book. Handbook, ha- ha- handbook of the conscious community. The whole the whole homosexual the thing. Community, right? Go get that. And then go on his channel and watch how he decipher all the arguments of the homosexuality that they claim that was in Kemet. And ain't nobody did that. See, that's another thing. That's another another thing, yo. Like, like just doing work that ain't nobody else did in the community. That's a, I mean, it is what it is, man. I forgot all about that, smash. That was some groundbreaking work right there, bro. Let the community not forget that. Whenever that argument raises his ugly head again, man, look. Y'all already know what it is, man. So, look, I appreciate y'all supporting, yo. Man, go ahead and check us out with that intro, Wuja. I'm gonna do that, uh, but outro. but I'm gonna play I'm gonna play this. But a hey, smash, you gonna have to you gonna have to put together another another song, man. Everybody everybody's uh everybody's asking about it, so yeah, I'm I'm about to play this one right now. So so uh, peace peace to everyone. Listen, appreciate all the listeners, and um, see y'all next time. Can we hear? It? Turn it up. Hey, Black African Power, what's good? What's happening? A well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo-wee, man, y'all already know what it is, man. It's God killer in the house, man. And look, man, we got a powerful show today. And look, man, let's just get it cracking, man. I'm a rock squad up, Magi archers in the building, please believe. Oh shit. If you ain't Sinetta, no time for that interview, dog. I put my shit out for niggas, I don't send it to blogs Plan kill off the Buddha, not being discreet One puff this big pops and projectiles Sun run, cold game, bring your cleats The best flow blow, Eskimo, penguin feet 
don't need no blunt to burn You run the turf with ten niggas on the block That's a punk return, ayo Dolomite prototype soldier with the solar light Saber and he hold it like he hold a mic Golden ice spenders Sippin' on that overpriced poltergeist spirits Rippin' at the open mic, the nice lyrics like Mama move mean overnight, golden motorbike holdin' On some trying shit, that nice neon kit is on it The king's libation with exotic liqueur Queen's vibration like a side of Shakur A lot of the poor imported foreign threads They ain't got at the store Nubian Kush and black top pottery jars 39% THC, the quality pure Old rappers try to spit ain't hot as before It's like I'm five flights above, bust the shots at the floor Cats switch up they style when they ain't got it no more Cause they gotta keep their product in stores to feed their kids uh, See what that weed did? The yes man agreeing on everything we said like it's the love of my life Don't get sliced in beat with the butt of the knife Brother polite, I say I'm animalistic Cause I still be in the hood with my hand on my pistol The Hebrews think I'm cannibalistic E5 divination, channel the mystic Audio visionary, let's play poetical pictionary Picture me burning down your missionary Yeah, then I send you religion That red dot on your head, that's Hindu tradition Invisible, independent, and transit shit I'll bring it all to an end With indivisible games Charles Xavier, getting your brain Mental anguish, a manifesting physical pain Wizard remains to dance in the chemical rain Breathe slow, then I'm up out of this physical plane Got military machinery that exercise weaponized greenery Shine out of jeopardize the scenery, son Bruh, the beam ten times your distance Inclines convention, stop rising With no friend line resistance the parabolic breakout I'm F-16 with the aeronautic fake out The God killer, the God killer The God killer, the God killer It's the God killer, the God killer That's who it is The God killer, the God killer It's the God killer The God killer